Guys, the NBA season is finally back. As you guys see by the title, today we're reacting to every single NBA team's first game. We're recording this on Wednesday night. So, you know, we saw opening night, the first two big games. We saw almost every other team play within, you know, the game just ended an hour ago. We're ready to give you our raw reactions. It's going to be great. This is exactly what we've been waiting for for months, for months. Back. And it's finally here, a full day, <laughs> full day of games. Listen, we saw some trash today, though. I'm not gonna lie. Like this, we saw some buns. We saw some trash today. We gonna we gonna talk about all that though. We saw all types of things. We saw great performances, underwhelming performances, and shockers. Who would have known Derek Lively would have given us 17, 18 points on his rookie debut? It's crazy. And Scoot yep. Henderson gave us a big ass zero. But before we get into all that, <laughs> we have some very important things to talk about. We have four thousand, about four thousand followers on Twitter. Word on the street is that if y'all get to if y'all get us a 10K, we are going to be giving away a PS5. What are Facts. you doing? Time is ticking. Someone needs a <laughs> PS5 by Christmas, and you watching this right now are taking it away from you. Stop being greedy. <laughs> exactly. 100%. Like you said, follow us on Twitter to enter the PS5 giveaway. As soon as we hit 10K, we're selecting one of you at random. Outside of that, if you're watching on YouTube, do us a favor. Drop a like, subscribe. Check out all of our personal YouTube channels. Mo just dropped a video on his. Check that out. Link will be in the top of the description. Yeah, man. Follow us on socials. If you're on audio, leave us a five-star review, download, all that. Check out the merch. You'll see it on the bottom shop tab. All that. But yeah, man. Let's get straight into it. <laughs> the cranium is crazy. Oh, my God. I mean, I don't really don't know, don't know what to say. So I think the way we're going to do this some of the bigger games we're going to dive deep into and talk heavily about. Outside of that, once we get past the biggest stories, we're going to kind of rapid fire through each game and to you know, match the title, we're, each of us are going to say one thing we learned from that game. Okay. Sound good? Yeah. Reminds me back when I was in middle school. <laughs> <laughs> Writing reading reviews. <laughs> we're going to see who's dumb. <laughs> it's kind of like popcorn reading. <laughs> see, see, see which one of us has to read with our finger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm probably offending some people, some non-readers. Oh no, for sure. <laughs> oh, the crayon eaters—they're furious right now. <laughs> My bad, y'all. You're still valuable. First game we're going to talk about: Lakers versus Nuggets. That, that, that's, I think, the one that had the most discourse around it for a variety of reasons. Donovan, what did you learn from Lakers versus Nuggets? I learned that Anthony Davis is still Anthony Davis. <laughs> and, that, and that in one game, we were able to see everything. We were able to see great defense. We were able to see a first half of dominance offensively. And we were able to see a, a second half where he just does absolutely nothing and has everybody <laughs> on the internet telling him that he needs to go get his CDL license. Stephen A, <laughs> Stephen a is telling him that he's a disappointment, that he's not worth the money and all that type of stuff. We got the full Anthony Davis experiment in 48 minutes and so he is who he is and so my expectations have not changed at all i know who he is now <sighs> yeah we're gonna dive deep into that man, Mo, what if one oh thing man. you learned about the game one thing that i learned about the game is that <laughs> anthony davis is anthony davis and nicole Jokic is i almost want to say he was by far and away the best player on that entire in that entire court for sure easily yeah. um but yeah, the Lakers have ways to go. And one thing that I've taken home and I've just like set the ship has sailed officially for me 
if Anthony Davis is the best player on your team or you want to be the best player on your team, your team is just waiting to have a disappointment later in Damn. April, bro. That's how it is. Tough. Yeah. Listen, we're going to talk plenty about the Lakers' negatives and what happened with Anthony Davis, but I don't even really want to focus on that. What I learned is the Nuggets are going to win the fucking championship again. They're still the best team in the league, and I think the fact that Anthony Davis looks so poor in the second half is a greater testament to the Nuggets' defense and the Cole Jokic's defense too, and I think this team was just on a string, and rather than him completely choking, which, you know, he didn't do a good job, the Nuggets just completely shut him down. Like, they it was more out. them being extremely good than it is Anthony Davis being a choker, I think. Yeah, I agree. They figured him out. The Lakers are a really good team, one of the higher-class teams in the NBA. S, they're probably an S or A-tier team, whatever range you want to put them. Just know that they're good, you know? But the Denver Nuggets yeah. are on another level. The type of cylinders that they were clicking on, offensively, they're going to do their thing. But defensively, it, to me, it almost feels like that was even more impressive. Yeah. So I guess we should give people a little bit of context of what happened, what we're alluding to, in case they somehow didn't see it. Game started, opening night, you know, Lakers played defending champions, Nuggets. There's some animosity in the room because the Nuggets were talking a lot of shit after it ended, and LeBron and AD, quote-unquote, had conversations about it and didn't like it, whatever that means. And the first half came, AD came out, looking great, I think. Would you agree, Donovan? Yeah. In the first half? Yeah, for, yeah. Yeah, for, yeah, for sure. Like He had 17 points in the first half and looked as mobile as he's looked since, like, 2020. Yeah, he was he was really agile. I think also another thing that we like, and we're probably gonna get to it. But another thing that I think we all learned is that, yo, this Lakers team is gonna be very different because if LeBron is actually only gonna play twenty nine to thirty minutes a night, yeah, like Darvin Ham said after the game, like Mo said, if Anthony Davis is now gonna be your number one option offensively, a lot of things change in terms of like how your offense is going to flow and just our like perception of what that means of having an AD led offense rather than a LeBron led offense, you know? Yeah. Yeah. One thing I noticed was LeBron in the half court was just like deferring, keeping the ball moving. And he really got his in transition. I noticed a lot of times, anytime he got a rebound, he's pushing that bitch, diving straight to the rim, knocking everybody out of the way. Cause that's where he can still get a full head of steam and be basically unstoppable. But it's hard for him to have that burst consistently. Takes a lot more effort in the half court. So it seems like the goal there is to like let Reeves and AD run the half court offense, and then LeBron eats in transition, and then obviously the fourth quarter comes around, and he has to be more of a surgeon in the half court. Then he'll probably exhort more effort. But I agree, it's just going to be a different type of team building around him in the half court. And I don't know if LeBron likes it. There was a, there's a clip circulating <laughs> right now. He was he walked up to assistant coach Phil Handy, and he was like, <laughs> "Those he he did he walked up to D'Lo too, but also he spoke to Phil Handy, and he was like, you know, I can play point guard, right? Too, like I'm just standing he said that? the elbow. I swear, to, there's a clip out there, Nikhil, you can pull I that up. That. He was like, you know, I can I can play point guard too, right? And there's like clear frustration to what you're alluding to. I was like, yeah, they're trying to give D'Lo the keys and also let Austin Reeves take that next step. We all believe." That he's wow. going to be the third option. I did not see but this. This does not sit right with LeBron, and I just know that there's no way in hell they can continue to play like this. That's what I'm saying. Like knowing LeBron, I don't know him, but seeing how he plays, there's just no way in hell AD could be a big man, especially at that could be the forefront and face of your offense. No. Just not possible. I, this is crazy. I did not see this. See, yeah. they were showing it on the screen right now. AD's LeBron saying, "I'm just floating around. I can play point two. Interesting. I think a lot of us kind of thought that him being more passive was like probably his choice, but it sounds like it's not. That that's interesting. It's 
this is like an in-game load management. I I mean, listen, they have three, and especially like for the for like the early part in the season. If you have Gabe Vincent, D'Lo, and and Austin Reeves, you have three other guys who can, you know, in theory, create offense, kind of run the show a little bit. And so, like, it makes sense why game one of 82 Darwin Ham's coming out and it's like okay we're gonna let these other guys like see let's see what they have let's see let's see what we can actually do and yeah you know like how can we steal minutes with LeBron not giving full effort at point guard and stuff like that so I mean listen we're gonna have to see what things look like in in like 10 games 15 games I I don't think that the Lakers are gonna are gonna be able to consistently play LeBron 29 30 minutes the way that they plan and yeah. be at the top of the conference. Uh, ev- eventually, he's going to have to ramp up, and it's probably going to be sooner rather than later. That's what I'm saying. I have so many thoughts when it comes to the Lakers, like construction and comparing them compared to their t- championship roster in 2020. And there's been only two players in NBA history who's been able to average nine, 10 assists per game and win an NBA championship. Usually when NBA teams do that, that tells you like they're so top heavy and there's some player who's OD ball dominant, you know what I'm saying? And the, yeah. and the team lacks ball handlers, playmakers. And those two players are, of course, LeBron James in 2020. And then can anyone guess? Too late. Ding, ding, ding. Magic Johnson. Two of the top five players of all time. You know what I'm saying? And now LeBron doesn't have to play that way or do those things. But at the same time, like, this is LeBron James. He's pushing fucking 40. If he can handle the load, give it to him. What do you have to lose? You know what I'm saying? I'd rather lose. Well, do you have a lot to lose, though? You if, have a lot to lose. If his foot hurt. pops in the middle of the season, it's it's done. It's 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 a wrap. So, like, I can understand. And especially coming off of, mm. of last playoff where he was hurt the entire time and you, like... They kind of felt like they had a ceiling on them because LeBron was hurt. You probably want to say, like, we're not going to tank our season because we're trying to prove something to the Nuggets in in game one. But at the same time, who's not hurt, who is barely 30 years old, again, Anthony Davis, you're going to have to show up. Let's talk about it. You're going to have to do that, right? If this is the plan, if this is the plan, and I'm pretty sure that they told Anthony Davis before this game that LeBron is probably going to be some type of limited. You have to go into this game. You have to go into the second half understanding what your role is and how much weight is going to be put on you. And you're going to have to, you're going to have to score. Like that's just, I know he's not a creator. He's obviously like not Joker or MB when it comes to offense. You got to, you have to do the same thing. You're going to have to score buckets. Yeah. Let's talk about Anthony Davis. Let's get into this. We've alluded to it. 17 points in the first half, looked great, really agile. He was attacking off the dribble like he used to do as a ball handler when he was younger. Past couple of years, you know, he put on weight and there's been a lot of talk about how that wasn't good for him and that kind of turned him into more of a power down low scorer. We saw him go back to what seemed to be he's in good shape and he's being more agile off the dribble, like, you know, those guard skills he was known for. Second half, all that shit disappeared. <laughs> and listen, the talk is going to be like it always has been. AD just isn't that level of creator because he's not like you said he's a big man and the talk is always like he doesn't want it bad enough he doesn't care he doesn't got that dog in him all that shit which to some extent you have to you have to get a bucket right he's not the first player to ever be double teamed in the second half it's not exclusive to him you have to be able to be good enough to fight that fight away from that and still impact the game when they don't want you to 
Mm. But man, the Nuggets just did a great job on defense. That's what I'm saying. There's only so much someone like AD can do. And I think when it comes to this, the discussion of Anthony Davis and what we all expect him and want him to be, us fans will have a lot easier of a time to just accepting the fact that like this young agile agile AD that we saw back in 2018, 2019 type shit. Hell, maybe even 2020, some could say it's gone. It's over. This man <laughs> hasn't played over 60 games since like what 28 2018 or something like that or 2020 yeah, it's, like that. it's fucking crazy yeah. and he's 30 now and someone who's had so many injuries changed up his complete game play style gained hella weight it's like this is not the same anthony davis and you cannot continue to push those in my opinion those type of finish my sentence for me my mind just went blank yeah those have expectations <laughs> i know what you mean but even outside of that i think most games will be fine he's gonna average 26 points per game again and be the ad he was last year who was largely dominant we agreed it was one of his better scoring seasons mm -hmm. the problem is the nuggets just fucking own him they just Jokic just has his number in every way possible obviously you can't defend Jokic. he makes ad look like a scrub on defense because Jokic is that level offensive player you can't stop one-on-one -on -one. we don't really fault ad for that it's Jokic, right but even on the other end, Jokic is really good at defending Davis because he's so big and a lot of AD's game is just like getting around people using his size. It seems like he low-key kind of struggles with Jokic, who's good at just doing his best, putting his hands up, being big and defending him without fouling. And then you have Aaron Gordon helping on the on the nails, KCP helping on the nails, a really smart defender, and Michael Porter Jr., who last night was defending his ass off helping at the rim. The Nuggets are just so good at swarming him and forcing him to pass out double teams, which is never his strength. Yeah, I, I just think that, that Jokic might just be his dad. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> he, he probably is. I think for Anthony Davis, the best thing is hoping that, that they play the Suns and that he, yeah, exactly and that, and that and that they're able to go up against Nurkic rather rather than Jokic because exactly. Uh, well, I mean, here's the thing: he even like in the Western Conference Finals. AD was up and down, but he did have several games where he had a lot of success throughout, like throughout the entire game. So I do think that there, there are going to be moments where he is going to be able to assert himself offensively. And again, this is, we're talking about one half of basketball, right? Exactly. We're, we're talking about one half because he still scored 17 in the first. And so obviously like that's a different thing. LeBron's playing a little bit different. The whole dynamic is there, but there are things that Anthony Davis can can do and in places that he can put himself to where he can be successful. Also, 0 for 6, like, listen, he takes a couple shots at the rim. Like, some of those are going to go in. He's going to, yeah. like, be better. It's just... And that's the problem, though. You said 0 for 6. It's the volume, right? He just couldn't get shots up. That's fair. Yeah. Because they're just excellent. Like, Look at me. I, my takeaway from <laughs> Loki, this game... Loki defended AD. Right. What, but, what a but, see, I'm not, going to, I'm not going to. My takeaway from this game is... The Lakers will probably be as good as I expect them to be come playoff time if LeBron gets there. But I also think they have zero fucking chance of being the Nuggets. I yeah. think just they have AD's number and that's kind of just what it is. LeBron is not the old LeBron to be able to make up for it. And like we, we, can, we can switch gears low-key and talk about the Nuggets a little bit and how great they were. But yeah, I just think the Lakers have zero chance of being the Nuggets in any series. And the Lakers can make a conference finals if they play the Suns or if they play the Warriors or if they play the Kings or someone else like that. Yeah, but there's just no chance they're getting past the Nuggets as currently constructed. Yeah, it's it's just all when it comes down to it, it's going to be about how the the standings and all that fizzles out at the end of the season. But no, I agree with you. And it's like I'm thinking about the last time that they did beat the Nuggets. Of course, like the Nuggets are a different team, but 
having them big ass trees in the paint and just have big bodies, big hands, long, lengthy people just helps, bro. You know, and yeah. also the defense is different too. They have someone like D'Angelo Russell who likes to hijack a lot of things. So it's like <laughs> he just looks like a completely different. He, that's a whole other issue too. Austin Reeves he looked lost on defense. The way and it's just a whole lot to get into. And this team is so different. There's so many things like to work through. And man, the Nuggets yeah. are just on a next on on another level. And maybe like we're this is slightly blown out of proportion, but. Man, the Nuggets are just the Nuggets. Like, there's yeah. nothing. Also, you see, twenty twenty, they beat them with size and stuff. That's also before Jokic became back to back MVP. Like, I think I remember. I think it was Jokic Joestar. Joestar, I saw him uh, make a tweet about it one time. Maybe it was a TikTok where he said twenty twenty Jokic was closer to the current day Devonta Sabonis than he is current day Jokic. And I think that's facts. Wow. Like, they beat Jokic in the bubble before he actually became the caliber player he is today. Where now we're just like he's un- he's unguardable. AD is going to be one of the in the running for defense player of the year. Doesn't even matter Cooked because him. he gets pissed on by a player who's unguardable. <laughs> that wasn't the case in 2020. And also, they didn't have Aaron Gordon, who was just physically dominant in his role. Like the fact that he can play off of two stars and just do all the dirty work while being his level of athletically gifted. He looks like a monster out there. When he catches these dunks in the dunker spot and goes up with it, I'm just like, how do you compete with a team that has that luxury as like the fourth option? It's crazy. Yeah, I'd like. Obviously, like the Nuggets are great. They, at least from game one, they're not interesting right now because they're just rolling. Like I can, I can <laughs> already so see, I can already see what's gonna happen for the next, you know, four or five months. They're just gonna roll through everybody, and it's like, listen. Obviously, the Bruce Brown stuff is probably gonna show itself, maybe in the playoffs, right? But at the same time. Christian Brown last night played really well. They got a lot of good contributions off the bench. And so for them to pick up like nothing happened, like nothing changed, it's Bro. it's just a testament to them. So like, yeah, they're going to be the number one seed. And that's Peyton. just that, that's just how it is. Yeah, man. Like I think I'm willing, to, I'm willing to say they're going to win the title. I think until proven otherwise, they're going to win the title. I we'll think see. that's fair to we'll say. See. Like, that's not a bad take whatsoever. And you're meant to... To touch on Christian Braun, he played great. And then on top of that, Peyton Watson, the most random, uh, not most random NBA player, who was a, he came out of the draft like a couple of years ago from UCLA. Didn't get any minutes last year for obvious reasons. And he came out, he had a big-ass block. I forget who against who. I think it was against D'Lo maybe. And then on top of that, he also hit a pretty nicely timed three in the second half of the game. And so if they can get ounces and glimpses and glimmers from him and Christian Braun and whatever Reggie Jackson's able to produce, they're going to be just fine because all their starting lineup, I think every single player hit 20 points. So it's like... Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah listen, most they're, they're, a bus, they're a bus off. They're a bus off. Yeah. And yeah, like I said, Donovan, you said earlier, like it's just one half, maybe the Lakers will be fine. I think that's how a lot of teams are going to feel when they play the Warriors. Fan bases are going to play them early in the season. I mean, mm-hmm. not the Warriors, the Nuggets. Fan bases are going to face this team early in the season, watch Jokic eviscerate them, and be like, oh my God, are we screwed? Are we not going to be a top five seed? That's just life of playing the best team in the league, I think. Exactly. exactly. One thing that I want to touch on, too, I remember a couple of years ago, 
before Steph like won, I believe his maybe it's after he won his unanimous MVP, whatever the case may be, people were like, oh, or like one of the greatest shooters of all time, one of the greatest shooters of all time consistently. And they didn't want to stamp him as that. And I think we're going to be in that we're in that same exact era and phase when we're talking about Nikola Jokic and his, of course, greatness and also his passing ability and just how effortless it is. And people are saying one of the great big man passes of all time. No, bitch. Yeah. He is the greatest big man passer of all time. Let's oh, skip the steps. Been that, yeah. He's that. Yeah. You know, so nationally, yeah. we need to cover that. <laughs> Listen, people call me a glazer for, for saying this early. We're going to reach the point where we're going to say he's having one of the best offensive peaks we've ever seen. Maybe people need to see another title, see another MVP. Maybe just time has to pass. He's in those conversations for me already. I don't think we need to wait any time for it. Yeah, My for top- sure. Yeah, man. I love it. I love Jokic. Don't ask me Don't ask me a number. I'll get spicy, but he's in the conversation <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break from the show so I can take a second to tell you guys about our newest partner, Sleeper. Y'all know the NBA is back. And for me, that means watching, I don't know, two or three games a night, maybe even more if I'm feeling crazy. And for me, that also means I want to have some fun while I watch these games. And there's no better place to do that than the Sleeper app. Sleeper is a daily fantasy app that's super easy to use. All you got to do is pick your favorite player stats and decide whether they're going to go higher or lower on that game. You can pick between tons of stats with anything from just simple stuff like points or assists, or you can get advanced and pick combinations of these stats. And it's super easy to play. You can pick stats before the game, or you can do what I do and pick stats at halftime for second half lines. Personally, I like to see if a player is selling or going crazy and then adjusting from there and deciding what they're going to do in the second half. And listen, I know everybody thinks they know ball. And if you actually do, you can show it on the sleeper app and you can go big and make entries with like up to eight stats, or you can keep it simple and go for two or three. Either way, if all your picks hit, you can make big profit in just one night of NBA hoops. And if you want to get in on the action and play alongside us, use code deep three when you sign up for the sleeper app and they'll double your first deposit up to $100. Sleeper is available to download and play in 25 different states and before you get started make sure you read their terms and conditions before playing and obviously goes without saying play responsibly and again use code deep three to double your first deposit up to 100 now let's get y'all back to the show yeah man let's, let's move on to the next game from that night Suns versus warriors mo what is one thing you learned from this game devin booker is underappreciated oh i like that period and he might be the best player on that team bro i've Okay, well, I'll go next. I think my thing I learned is Devin Booker is certainly the best player on that team. And I think <laughs> I learned that Kevin Durant is old. Not to overreact to one game, but I've been saying it for the past year and a half. He has declined in a way that has been largely ignored because the numbers are still there in the regular season because he hits his mid-range buckets and does Kevin Durant things. But man, he cannot get to the rim at all anymore. We've been saying it for a year and a half. It just keeps getting worse. Like He looks old, man. Yeah, yeah. He's listen. It, it's it's really crazy because if you can't get to the rim, like obviously the Warriors are still a good defensive team, but like without Draymond on the floor and without a real rim protector, last night was one of those games where if you're Kevin Durant, because do y'all remember a couple months ago when when KD was in that that Twitter space with with Low? Yeah, low. And, yeah, and so they <laughs> were, they were asking him about like getting about his decline in terms of in terms of like you know attacking rim the rim scoring scoring at the rim and KD was just saying he was like listen like I can get to the rim if I want like I'm just I'm choosing not to do this I'm choosing not I don't to do want it. to okay right yeah he's <laughs> like listen if I wanted to get a layup every play like I could that's just not cap. the cap <laughs> a big cap because it's just not it's just not happening anymore and I think shout last out low man Twitter yeah. eviscerated him and was like this is the guy y'all go arguing with KD because he was in there telling him rim pressure is why you're not top five anymore he didn't do a great job of explaining that because it was in the in the moment. Lots of people were like fucking yapping at him. He was so right, and Twitter just clowned him and made fun of the way he looks. He, he is so <laughs> vindicated. 
there was no there was no need for that there was no need for like the personal shots it was so mean and they're just say y'all letting him argue with an nba player he was so fucking right bro one of the worst narratives that will soon die the second that someone who's capable of getting their thoughts like out to an nba player and not be frail at the moment is nba players saying yeah like what do you know about basketball you never played in high school you never played in college or any of that bro like that's one of the worst line stigmas ideas that people can ever have just because you don't play something or do something well (laughs) means that you have no right to speak on it that's crazy people study to be astronauts they don't go to space until they've already learned everything but they still find a way to learn things you know what i mean like you can learn anything if you put in the time into it and study it acutely enough it's a dumb talking point. You're right. A hundred percent. Can, can I tell have... you guys what I learned from this game? Yeah, please tell me what you learned. I learned that Chris Paul is going to love Toronto. He does not fit. <laughs> he does not fit in Golden State. He, it like, I think that like, okay, he did. He did improve their their bench unit. I feel like for the first time in a while, their bench unit had some direction, and they actually played like the bench unit played really well. But when him and when him and Steph are on the floor, and it's him, Steph, and Clay, especially the way Clay has been from last year, and and it carried over into last night, it, the offense was clunky, and it just yeah. it it just it didn't it didn't flow. You didn't have a lot of movement. I thought it would work a little bit better because like you know Steph and Clay, they're so great off ball, and you think that if you have the point god there, that it'll work. I think I lost faith in like, obviously it's going to get better, but in terms of being like a championship formula, I think I lost faith in that last night. Yeah. I have a a few takeaways with the Warriors, similar thoughts. It's just, they have to find the right balance of letting Chris Paul play his game within their offense Mm -hmm. and then letting him be more of a guy in their cog. And last night, especially in the first half, it just felt too much like the ball was in Chris Paul's hands and Curry was doing his off-ball stuff to try to facilitate that and let Chris Paul get comfortable. And I think there's some valid validity to that where if you find the best balance of that possible, it could be a new-look Warriors that have a different type of variety that we're not used to. Mm-hmm. But I think it's also going to frustrate the fuck out of some Warriors fans because they're going to watch a lot of games where they're watching the, the far inferior guard dribble a lot while the best ball hand in the world is sitting in the corner setting screens. Yeah. And they got to find that balance without diminishing the greatness of Curry on ball. Bro, I think what is the this balance? What, what real quick? Awesome. What is what does this look like whenever? And Mo, I'll ask you this: What do you think this looks like whenever Draymond comes back? I think things will look a lot better, and you will. I think they'll run a playbook that 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 has already been proven to work in the past. The last type, the last player of CP3's archetype that they had was fucking Sean Livingston, you know. And yeah. going from Sean Livingston to CB3 is like they're not the same level type of players at all because CP3 is just like enormous basketball name, one of the most winning players of all time or whatever. But like I think ha- putting him in a similar role, of course, the like the mid-range game and all that, you can envision how that's going to work. But I think once Draymond is on the courts, it'll be a lot easier to realign things. Because they don't, because they'll more so play Warrior Ball, and they need to figure out how CP3 will fit into their scheme rather than figuring out how the entire team can fit into CP3 scheme. Because at that point, then you're screwing yourself and you're losing your identity and you're bending too much, catering towards him. 
Yeah. And to be fair, that's some that just comes with time, right? Like there's there's no way they were gonna figure that out in night one. CP's far too unique of a player for their system. So you can give them benefit of the doubt and think that'll come with time. But I don't even think that's their biggest problem. I think watching them last night, maybe it's because I was watching Chris Paul and then watching Corey Joseph come in and look exactly like the same guy. They're just the same <laughs> six foot guard. They got they got two Corey Josephs. They're just such a small, fucking unathletic team. It's crazy. It just looks like they have a team full of Max Struces out there running around playing one through five. Just like <laughs> no verticality. And like, and I mean that specifically to Max Struce because like he's a very good player. He can shoot the ball well, mm-hmm. does things well, but he has no pop, right? He's not like a physically imposing player. I've watched that team after I watched the Nuggets. And what I said about Aaron Gordon coming out, being physically dominant and being able to exert it in the perfect way as a role player. The Warriors need that so bad. They have no pop, no size that is able to play with strength. I guess Kaminga and Wiggins are supposed to be that. Wiggins was not playing with any fire last night. Kaminga looked good. But like maybe Draymond comes back and helps that because he is their interior defense and pushes the pace and stuff. Mm-hmm. But they're just like... Just weak, you know what I mean? Like, literally, physically. <laughs> just weak. Oh, no, man. I mean, listen, it was true. Listen, Josh Okogi was doing whatever he wanted. He was getting he was getting every offensive rebound. He was getting several and ones. They couldn't stop him. And it's like, yeah. they, they couldn't stop. Yusuf Nurkic, who, and I still think moving forward that Nurkic is cooked. Nurkic was out <laughs> here looking brolic. He was, he was, getting, <laughs> he was getting rebounds. Uh, any any t- anytime he wanted, bro, he was brolic. He, he they was call him to- the Bosnian beast for a reason. He actually did well. Like, no, he lived. He, he lived good. up. We'll to get it. to that. Yeah. He looks good. Yeah, he looked. He looked good. And maybe we could take this and transition over over to the Suns a, a little bit. It's just like, I Phoenix like and like Mo said, if Booker is passing like this and he's like underappreciated and he's playing this way, they are going to be a little bit better than what I than what I thought and. Adding Bradley Beal to that lineup is, I think I underrated them in the in the preseason because they're they're going to be nasty. Yeah, I have a hard time imagining what it's going to look like with Bradley Beal. I just feel like he's such a player that I, just, I can't imagine a fit. So like, I don't know how much better he's going to make them. Probably a good amount. I just yeah. can't like envision it in my head before I see it. Yeah, it's just no bucket. That's that's, that's what I see right now. Yeah. I just see <laughs> that's that's super fair to say. But something that I will say is like, I can I already know. I sense the regret slightly in both of you guys' voices. You kind of overlooked just how connective Yusuf Nurkic feels to this team. Does all the dirty work. Him, I said they he shot like two, three, or he shot two threes, made one, got a block, got 14 rebounds. Now, yes, it's against the Warriors, but Kevon Looney's very capable of getting 20 boards. You know what I'm saying? On a, not on a consistent basis, but he's done it before. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, will, those are, talk those, about those, are those aren't talk fake about boards. <laughs> those aren't fake boards, you yeah. know? And then Nazir Little came out in the three. Uh, Josh Akogi, he's a very good connect, connective piece who does a lot of dirty work as well. And point D book is something that a lot of people saw actually um, a couple of years ago, back in the Tyler Eulis days. What a fucking crazy name. <laughs> but there was a specific year in D-Book's career where they had literally no guard and he went out and averaged the most random seven to eight assists per game in his career. And after that, she was shut down because they brought in CP3 and they restructured the game a little. But being around CP3 and also having that past experience of being the main dude with the ball in his hands, we're seeing all those things flourish and be the main reason why he's doing things like ending the game with his passing ability which scouts would have never saw to this day bro or would have yeah. never assumed 
For sure. Yeah, I think two years ago I made a, a video essay on my channel about Booker and I talked about how he's like low-key underrated as a passer. She doesn't get to show it that much. Now we're seeing him have the opportunity to show it. And you said he averaged seven assists back then. But back then, I think that seven assists was more about usage. I don't think he was like what anybody would call like a great passer then. Definitely. But like the tweet we see right now, where you, you said it on Twitter yesterday, he continues to mold and evolve his game. He's added that to his bag over the years. He hit a pass where he came off a pick and roll, went for his midi, pump faked it, and had a jump pass to the corner. That is a play Luka Doncic makes routinely, and we all are like, oh my God, one of the best passes I've ever seen. Not Devin Booker's doing that shit because he has to be the point guard. And that's why I agree with your take that he's probably going to be better than KD by the end of the season. Yeah. Because that, that, that's a level different level of dynamicness from a guard. No, it's it gives different. them, it gives them like, one, it kind of solves their problem of who's of who who's running point and the the fact that like he can be this guy that like and I, I think on, on any night Booker is gonna be able to come out and get 30 whenever he wants, right? And so like if he's there and he's passing that way and again you you insert Bradley Beal for Grayson Allen perchance who went 0 for five in the second half last night <laughs> or Insert him for Eric Gordon, who went two for seven last night. There's going to be a lot more. There's going to be a lot more assist opportunities for Devin Booker. Like, is he going to average? Like, if if we set the over under at like what? We'll say six and a half. Six and a half assists for Devin Booker this year. What are, what are we taking? Are we taking the over or the under? That's a that's a good that's a good number. I think it'll be like around that actually. Yeah, I can't I can't confidently say over. But also, I don't want to say under either. I think that I might take the. I think I might take the over. I like like Isaac was saying that jump pass to the corner last night was crazy, and the fact that like yeah. the fact that it's in his bag now, and even at the end of the game, the pick and roll that he that he uh, that he ran to get, I think it was it was either Nurkic or Eubanks the the shot at the rim. If he's able to manipulate pick and rolls like that, and he's at the top of the key and he's running it, and again you have Beal and Durant, there's just going to be so much space for him. I think he's probably going to be close to like seven or eight assists this year. Man. I can see that seven won't be shocking. Yeah, and also on top, on when we're on the passing subject, you know, we talked about like it's still still the weakness of this team is they don't have a point guard, they don't really have passing. It's kind of just bucket getters. Mm-hmm. KD looked like pretty good in the passing element. Couldn't score it last night, but he's moving the ball well. We know Booker comes is going to come and bring that. Beal isn't a black hole, and Nurkic, like Mo said. He was providing some good passing out of the high post. Like, I know not everybody was a fan of that trade when it happened. I think I said, I don't love the talent there, but getting some, it's an addition by subtraction. Getting somebody there who doesn't need his touches, doesn't need to be a scorer, can just do the dirty stuff and provide you more by providing you less. I think we saw that from Nurkish, specifically because he was clearly just focused on defending, grabbing rebounds, and slinging dimes. And I think I I liked the passing he showed. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of good things about Nurkic that doesn't get appreciated enough, you know, and that's for like good reasons, of course, but centers like him have true value in the league and, but you just don't get to see it or at least get to appreciate until, you know, you're not there or he's not there. So he's dope. Yeah. We're looking at the team comparisons just now and listen, the Warriors are known for having the best ball movement there is. Now they have Chris Paul, a high-level passer who had like nine assists in this game. They had 19 assists for the whole game as a team. Gross. Suns had 23. Suns had 23. If the Suns are going to be moving the ball, listen, no, team assist isn't just like this one-stop metric for yeah. passing ability, but it's at least a basic sign that you're moving the ball well if you're having you know, a higher amount of assists. 
And I don't yeah. think anybody expected the Suns to be a team routinely having more assists than their, than their competitor. Now, yeah. something that I will say was that there had there were moments in this game where a lot of the random role players, like sometimes Eric Gordon, definitely Alex, or Al, what's that white boy's name again? Grayson Allen. Gr- Grayson? <laughs> Grayson Allen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he just didn't know what to Ted do, Cruz. and things would just be, like, really awkward, Thanks. and they would just, like, give the ball back to Devin Booker, and he would have to reorchestrate that entire offense for 0.2 seconds or whatever it might be. Yeah. But as time goes on, this is very encouraging to see as a Phoenix Suns fan, and you must trust and believe in, you know what I'm saying, the vision that they have with Bradley Beal. Yeah. My, my main concern still will be, listen, like I said, they played the Warriors without Draymond, who is a miniature team with no rim defense. I'll be interested to see how much offense they can consistently drive against teams that actually have an interior force. Because, like, listen, they're playing the Lakers next. You got Anthony Davis down there, one of the best rim defenders in the league. And this team's offense will only go as far as his rim pressure allows it to go. Because, listen, they're going to be a good jump shooting team. You can't be a consistent offense without getting to the rim. The only ones we've seen do that in recent years is the Warriors, and they won a championship. And they're the fucking Warriors. Yeah. So, time will tell. I guess we'll learn a lot from this next game against the Lakers about both teams. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Let's move on to the to the East Coast and talk about the game we just watched earlier today. Knicks versus Celtics. Hmm, Donovan, yeah. we saw your team fake comeback and lose in sad fashion. What is one thing so. you learned? Um, I learned that... I learned three things about the Celtics. I learned that one... Well, m- maybe not learn, but... One, Jason Tatum. Man's gonna hog all the things. I, I am. I am. J- listen, <laughs> listen. Tatum, fire. Porzingis, fire. Also, when those two, when those two are going, when the whistle that they got is going the way that it was. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> oh yeah, they're gonna win the chip. That listen. I'm. I'm sorry. I'm. A, I'm gonna stand on something real quick. The second half whistle that the Celtics got was crazy, and there's no reason. <laughs> I mean, they were getting some. Bull calls, man. I'm so I'm so frustrated because they really, really were able. They were bailed out several times <laughs> by the latest whistles I've ever seen. Shout out to them, right? You you, you won on the road. Da, 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 da. You got bailed out. You got bailed out. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. This tweet's hilarious. Yo, but yeah, man. I see what you mean. The one thing I learned is shout out to the zebra. Kristaps Porzingis is a better fit for Jason Tatum than Jalen Brown ever could be. The spacing I saw Jalen, I mean, Jalen Brown, I just said the same name twice. The spacing I saw Jason Tatum operate with because of Christoph Porzingis and the five-out offense unlocked him to a new level. He dropped over 30, and I swore, after the first half ended, I was like, he might go for 50. <laughs> this is nuts. Every play, they ran pick and pop. The Knicks were running a deep drop and like low-key switching it. Jason Tatum just attacked Mitchell Robinson with no help in sight because of five-out spacing, and he just terrorized them. Like, he, I, I swear, probably 17 of his 34 points were on Mitchell Robinson, just putting him in hell because he had no help because every other Celtic is beyond the three-point line. Nah, he it's was great. He was One thing that I learned is that my hypothesis was right. Big white man in Celtics jersey equals abundance <laughs> of buckets. <laughs> I don't listen. I don't make up the rules. It is what it is. The sooner you look accepted, you won't be surprised. (laughs) We're just simple observers of the game, and it's an undefeated tactic by the Celtics. Find the biggest, best white you can find, and you're gonna be cooking. Facts. I've never seen someone like Luke Cornett be actually useful in a in a fucking basketball game, but he (laughs) proved to be useful last season. Look at Christoph Porzingis. He's playing. He's having an out of body experience. He's going to this season, bro. (laughs) All star Porzingis for sure. Yeah, man. He, like I said, that five-out spacing is just so good. 
And like I love the lineups whenever it was Horford and Kristaps uh, both out there with Jalen and Jason because you get the five out spacing still, and you get two big bodies defending the rim. Like in the first half, I think the story of the game was their defense was just locking the Knicks down. We saw them in the second half come back because the Celtics kind of went cold in the third quarter, which, you know, they're a team with two new quote-unquote stars in the mix. It's going to happen. You're going to have some cold spells while you get used to each other. But that defense, man, what do you think about that, Donovan? Listen, I think I think that they have the best defensive backcourt in the league, easy. And the fact, okay. that, the fact that they're able to put White and Holiday so far up, I mean, they were able to just trade off uh, ball handlers whenever somebody's bringing the ball up the floor and then just yeah. line up Porzingis, Brown, and Tatum just all on the back line. So it's like, yeah, you can take 10 seconds to get up the floor, but now you have 14 seconds and just all this length right there at the free throw line that you have to get through. And it makes everything extremely tough. And like for for a team like the Knicks and Jalen Brunson, who's very like, first off, the offense is very ISO heavy as it is. And so for Brunson, who's undersized and you have to go through all of that, all, all that pressure. And then Julius Randle, who, you know, has, has you know, similar, I don't, I don't even, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you know. I'm looking at this team comparison right here. Please. And at the points in the paint thing at the bottom, Boston had 42 and the Knicks had 24. That's going to be the story of why the Celtics are going to be incredible this year. Because like I said, five out spacing, Tatum is going to eat at the rim every fucking play. And with that duo of Horford and Kristaps locking up the paint and then Tatum helping at the at the nail, which means sliding over to the free throw line to defend drives, he's the best at that in the league, I think. Yeah. That trio of defensive players is going to make them have a really good rim defense while having a really good rim offense. That that's how you win games in the NBA. Look at look at the blocks. They beat the Knicks in blocks eleven to zero. <laughs> right? You the, can't block a shot if your center's outside of the paint. It's crazy. 11, 11 to zero on, on blocks. And those were immediately th- those blocks and their steals were immediately able to turn into transition points. They they beat the Knicks eighteen to seven in fast break points. They're able to turn defense into offense so quickly that it, it's gonna give them an advantage every single night just because of the pressure that they're able to, to put on with their guards. It's they're they're gonna be fantastic. This defense is gonna, is gonna carry them like they're gonna be top five in both categories. Seeing these That's numbers nuts. and just how like disruptive they seem to appear to be, not seem to appear, they literally are disruptive, is very frightening, you know what I'm saying, for so many teams. And there's only like maybe one or two teams out there that are built to counteract all the eliteness that's going on for the Boston Celtics on all four fronts of the defensive line, the back line, front line, whatever you, whatever way you want to slice it, it's going to be an, a hell of a task to try to consistently get quality looks off on this team when they're just so much length, so much lateral quickness and all that surrounded everywhere, bro. Yeah. I mean, th- this game made me see the vision more. I've been very tentative to like crown the Celtics over the Bucks because I think the Bucks are going to be incredible too, which, you know, we'll see tomorrow. I, a few more games like this, and I, I'll quickly be like, all right, maybe they'll be better than the Bucks unless we see the Bucks also dominate like we think they could. But I, I'm more receptive to it now than I was yesterday. No, they're 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 going to be good. As for the Knicks, yeah. tomorrow we're on the line. We're running. We're running. <laughs> they also missed. They were 14 of 26 from the free throw line. You missed 12 free throws in this game. Quentin Grimes had a crucial free throw that he missed on a four point play. Julius Randle's one for six from the free throw line. I need everybody on the baseline. 6 a.m. <laughs> I'm gonna have the whistle 
I'm going to have the whistle on hand. Up downs, up downs. And <laughs> until somebody can make 10 straight free throws and do what Ben Simmons was doing in practice, we're not leaving the gym. We're <laughs> not because that was ridiculous. That's crazy. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I don't feel that bad about the Knicks if I was a Knicks fan. The first half offense was horrific. They were playing a great defense I've never seen before. First game of the season, Russ coming off. I think I saw Pierre from Through the Wires tweet. He was like, this offense is just everybody watching one dude cook while four other people stand around. That's exactly how I felt. Jalen was doing Jalen stuff. Well, everyone else is like, damn, look at Brunson cook. And it was just like not good. <laughs> That's what it is. It's an ISO heavy offense. Yeah. And it's like when, yeah. when you play teams, when you play teams that one are able to switch effectively and then every single like, again, like bringing, bringing that amount of pressure to the ball with Holiday and White it just makes everything so much harder and it's it's it makes the Knicks like you look at them and you're like okay they are a move away and there's been rumors about you know going out and getting Embiid it's been cat talk right we'll see we'll see what happens yeah. but like they have they have to get another piece to kind of make this offense a little bit more dynamic structurally I, I think we all cat, agree man. and understand that this team has a specific ceiling they're a tough kind of grounded grinded out team with the type of players that they have and also their head coach and how their head coach tends to stylistically play, there's going to need to be some roster reconstruction before anyone like places any 100%. serious expectations around a team like the New York Knicks. You know, they like a lot of hard-nosed, grimy-ass players and all that, which will take you a <laughs> long way, and you'll fucking win a lot. Well, win a lot of tough games or a few tough games at the very least, but you can only go so far with that with that play style, you know? Now we yeah. sold. We sold tonight. I think CAD is exactly what they need. I know Diamond would hate it. I would love to see Carl Anthony Towns with the Knicks. Honestly, I think we can transition this to talk about the Timberwolves game a little bit. But I think Cat would be perfect for Jalen Brunson. Having that pick and pop threat that can pop and then catch the ball, attack closeouts, would give them the type of dynamicness they need. So listen, Mr. Robinson's dope. I like him a lot. I like him a decent amount. He's not dynamic with the ball in his hands are dynamic as a roll thread either so when they run a pick and roll it quickly devolves into an iso because you just got to sell out on Jalen because he's not going to have a second partner in that in that action to like make you like respect the cat would fix that problem i think i'm not i'm not talking about that i'm not i'm not i'm just not going to manifest that Listen, so, all right, man. Let's, let's, y'all, y'all can discuss that. i'm it. not talking about that <laughs> okay let's fly through their game and then we'll get to Wemby. I learned from the Timberwolves. The Timberwolves played the Raptors, a team we don't have high hopes for. The Timberwolves are a team that we have mixed amount of hopes for. I predicted them to be the team that falls out of the plane at 11 seed. You guys had them a little bit higher. General NBA consensus is that the Timberwolves should be a good team. I think everybody who thinks that they'll be a top five team in the West simply has a crush on Anthony Edwards. Watching this game, <laughs> it was the same team I watched last year be fucking nonsense on offense because they have two centers who want to stand in the same place. I learned from this game that Carl Anthony Towns must be traded because you're never going to find an offense that works with him and Rudy Gobert in the same team. Never. Listen, this yeah. is, it's what we've been saying. It's what we've been saying for a year now. And I listen, Ant, Ant had a you know Ant had a good game, and this is kind of the story. Oh, yeah. This is this is he what took we thought. 27 <laughs> shots and hit 20. He had 26 points. That's gross. Listen, what he do you cold. want him cold. to do? What do you want him to do? <laughs> tell, tell two me. trees in the paint. He can't do shit. <laughs> no, he had a, he had a poor shooting game, but Sorry. it's just what makes Carl Anthony Towns good is you run a pick and pop with him. If 
The center is, goes down to the paint with the guard. You kick it out to Cat, best big man shooter in the league. If the center comes up, Cat is really good at using his ball handling and attacking them off the dribble and getting to the rim. He scored 60 against the Spurs simply because he just terrorized Jacopoto and ran past him every play. He can't ran past any, run past anybody and get anywhere where Rudy Gobert is standing in the dunker spot going like this. <laughs> There's no way that team can work constructing themselves around Cat's skills. They have him standing on the perimeter like he's Kevin Durant, just like spotting up, about to fucking go that boy nice ball. And that's not Cat's game. He has to be going up and downhill, getting the ball fed to him. Like, that could be his game if you want to win 38 games a year. But that's not the type <laughs> of trajectory that they want to go ahead and head towards. As you said, like, I think I said this last year, they're going to, in order for them to right their wrongs and not look horrific as a franchise, you have to get rid of the guy who you once thought was your franchise player, Carl Anthony Towns, in order to enter this next wave, next phase of the Minnesota Timberwolves. And, you know what I'm saying? It's just a hard pill to swallow. It's a hard pill to swallow, and they're going to force yeah. this. I wonder how long they're going to force this, but hopefully it's not much longer. Hopefully, you know, they go ahead and get an appeasing, enticing offer because this is holding back their entire roster, bro. Anthony Edwards can't Facts. do shit. Mike Conley's old as hell. What the hell do you want him to do? He just gave, <laughs> uh, you just gave McDaniels 136 or $46 million. You know what I'm saying? It's a heavy investment. You yeah. just re-sign Nas Reed. Like, all their moves are indicating towards, or at least it feels like it. One of these big dudes have to move, and Cat Facts. might be that man out. Bro, they're going to be a second luxury tax apron team, which means they can't... There's a lot of limitations to your roster building when you hit that level of payment. And they're maybe going to be a play-in team. Because, like I said, because they gave Jay McDaniels $27 million a year. The team's just too expensive to keep together unless you're going to be contending for a championship, which I don't think anybody after tonight is disillusioned to thinking that's going to happen. No, they... they you know what? I'm going to stand on... Until they trade Cat and fix everything, they will miss... They will be out of the playing race. Let's go. You know, that's my night one declaration. Love it. <laughs> that's hard. I love that. I agree with you too. But something that JJ Reddick pointed out on his podcast I was watching earlier today, Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert went ahead and played. I think they played like 119 minutes together in the playoffs last season and like 127 minutes together throughout the entirety of the regular season uh, because of Carl Anthony Towns' injuries. And we haven't seen yeah. much of them together and he was holding on to you the belief that they they will figure it out they will make things work eventually and i'm just like the math again is like not mathing no matter Listen. how long you're holding on to it you're diminishing car anthony towns trade value because all whole leagues and look at him as trash when he's not really that trash so it's like listen right. i respect jj Reddick saying that he's a good dude he's positive he's a player he comes from the perspective of wanting to respect players and give people benefit of the doubt because he knows what it's like to be in a locker room and yeah. be shit on by people like us in chairs that just be like, oh, you guys suck, you can't do it. When there's a lot more complicated than that and there's, you know, personality aspects, X's and O's, all this stuff. It's his job to give people benefit of the doubt. It's not my job to fucking care about that. There's, there's no, I don't care like how many minutes you watch this team together. There's no indication or any positive sign that they're going to figure out that fit just by giving themselves more time. I think that's just going to be more time to run into a brick wall and like you said, eventually see that they have to trade him while he has trade value. Yeah, we've 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 seen everything that we've needed to see, and yeah. this this experiment. And we knew is before not the work. trade happened. That's we knew true. Beforehand, that's true. <laughs> it doesn't. Wow, matter. they really fumbled. They they fumbled like <laughs> crazy. Stupid. We can move on, <sighs> but 
at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how good Anthony Edwards can be because stylistically, bro, you're holding him back at the end of the day and he'll never be the superstar we want him to be yeah. with just how clunky that offense is. Facts. And listen, bro, it's just one game. Maybe we're, we're overreacting in the sense because it is one game. Maybe they'll come out and prove us wrong. I'm, if I'm going to overreact to anything, this is what I'd rather overreact to. I'm willing to stake the claim here that they're not going to be good. Do you if I'm wrong, the- Cole takes expose me. I'll live. <laughs> Do you want to talk about the Toronto Raptors at all? Anything y'all learned? No. No, I don't care. <laughs> they, I, mean, I, I, don't, I don't care either. They're a mid-team who beat a bad team. So it's like, yeah. congratulations. You know, honestly... You know what's crazy? The Raptors should be the team that the Timberwolves should have the best chance against. The way you expose the Timberwolves is by stretching out Cat, attacking him with speed and ball handling on the perimeter. The Raptors don't have any of that. They're a bunch of big dudes who get to the rim and have like a game based on like length rather than speed. That should be the perfect team for the Timberwolves to expose. And they still got clapped. It's crazy. Yeah, they suck, man. <laughs> they, they, they suck. That's it. Yeah, I will say Scotty Barnes looked good, and I know we like to make fun of him a lot, and the fact that he might be Tyreek Evans, mostly joking because we don't care about the Raptors because Raptors fans have like an inferiority complex, and it's funny to play on it. But <laughs> part of the reason Cat was so shitty is because Scotty Barnes locked him down. So props to him. That's that's very funny. I'm already tired of talking complex. about the Raptors, bro. Yeah, that, that was the craziest thing. Mo hates the Raptors. I you just really don't does. know why. Why, dude, bro? I just. Yeah. You're the reason they have that complex because people were just like, fuck them for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, I, I didn't gain much from that. Schroeder had a good game. He scored 22. I think he he's a type of player that can cook against two slow-footed bigs and not a lot of good point guard defense. So I, I, I honestly was watching closer to the Timberwolves, so I didn't get a lot of takeaways on the Raptors. So I wouldn't say I don't care. I just don't have much to say about them. I don't. I care. will say I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't I don't care. We, we can we can care. move on we can move on to the real star of the night to Wemby whose game yep. whose game just finished. Star of the night. Yeah. yeah, I mean listen, it's 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 Wemby, it's his night, it's his league now. Like yeah. God, bro. It's, it's his world. We're just living in it. Yo, this guy's crazy, God. man. This guy's <laughs> crazy. And like if it wasn't for foul trouble, he he scored nine points in the in the fourth quarter, and everyone's like, "Is he going to single handedly like win the game for them right now? Like this is gonna, <laughs> this is insane! Like if Keldon Johnson didn't feel like running his head into a brick wall for yeah. four straight plays, <laughs> they probably could have got that game." Yeah, the one thing I learned from this game, I'm worried about the Mavs. Oh yeah, Spurs. <sighs> Listen, Wemby was in foul trouble, and the first half had six points. It was a close game the whole game, and the Spurs were leading most of the game, led by mostly just Devin Vassell and Jeremy Sohan going sicko mode. Like, the the Mavs do not strike fear in me in any way. I think they all have, it's similar to the Warriors, where they just have so little size and tenacity defensively from, or athleticism from any of their lineup mm-hmm. outside their two lead guards. Besides Derek Lively, who's very impressive, yes. I think most of the top of the show, I just don't know where they're going to get juice from. Firepower on either end of the court. Man, I said this in my season's predictions. I This is going to be the team that misses out in the playoffs. The fact that they had to fight for their life against a team who many of us believe aren't going to make the playoffs because of the current state of their organization or the rebuild or whatever. Yo, it took a Luka dagger. A Luka dagger and a clutch Kyrie Irving thing for them to 
go ahead and like seal seal everything shut. That is alarming. Now, yes, Grant Williams did his thing, put up 17 points. Kyrie Irving did Kyrie Irving things. Derek Lively was phenomenal. Chef kiss type good, you know. But at the end of the day, he's a rookie. I don't know how consistent we believe he can be when it comes to this. Mm-hmm. And yo, they have by far the worst front court. They have, yeah, by far the worst front court in the NBA. Or not in the NBA, my bad, in the Western Conference specifically. And I don't know how things, how they'll be able to hold up when they go against the ADs, Jokic's, Jaron Jackson Jr.'s, et cetera's of the world. You know? So they're they're, they're not. <laughs> they're they're not going to be able to hold up because listen, they gave up they they gave up like what, what was that? I think they gave up sixty eight points in the first half. And again, Wemby was in a little bit of foul trouble. He wasn't even dominating like that. And and as great as he was, he's not an interior force at this point in, in his career. I don't know if he's ever going to be like, you know, dominant like that, like that, whenever you think about Wemby. And so, yeah. and so when, like Mo said, when you start playing those interior forces, like a like a Denver, um, a, a Denver, a Lakers, right? Team, teams like that. They are going to get cooked and embarrassed because their front line is just not good. And it it's going to take triple doubles from Luca every single night for them to even be competitive. And so, like Isaac was saying, he's worried. I'm worried too. We we put them in the last <laughs> spot of the play in just just out of respect for Luca. But they are they they Bro, might miss this. They might they miss let- this. San Antonio score 43 points in the first quarter. They haven't done that in ages. Like two years, three years, whatever <laughs> it might be. Still feels like ages. That's let us yeah. know how quick they are. And they won this game in the fourth quarter. They pulled out a tough win. Like you said, a, a Luka dagger. And it was honestly like a typical Luka masterclass. He had a, was a 37-point triple-double. Stupid. Or what was the points? I don't it remember. Was, but it was a triple-double. It's 33, 33 points, 13 rebounds, 10 assists. Great Luka game. You still barely beat the Spurs. And what was Kyrie Irving's stat line? See, he was 10 for 24 from the field for 22 points. One of eight from gotta, three. So, like, that's going to that's gonna come up, obviously. But like, what, do you, what do you need from Kyrie on a consistent basis? If Luka's going to do Luka things, average his near 30-point triple-double, what do you need from Kyrie to make up for the rest of his roster? And can you get that while Luka's doing his thing? Honestly, 25? I feel like need probably 25 to 28 because I'm not going to rely on Derek Lively to give me 17 or 16 points and also Grant Williams to give me 15 to 17 points a game and shoot four for eight from three. He did great, did his thing, but there's just like you're so reliant. You're They're super frail and they're extremely thin on the front lines. So they're, they're going to need a lot from Kyrie, especially yeah, on the defensive end, which is hard to ask. Yeah, it's a it's like you said, it's it's a lie. And Tim Tim Hardaway also had a had a bad game. It's weird because you kind of see everything with the Mavs in this game. Like you saw you saw their deficiencies on the front line, but then you also saw a little bit of good in Derek Lively. You saw a really good Grant Williams game, but then Tim Hardaway was three of ten from three, right? Kyrie was doing was doing some things offensively, but then also there's like the one for eight thing and and like the defensively he wasn't um, he's like not you know stout and everything. So they, while they clearly have like improvements that they can make, I feel like the average of the season is probably going to be a lot of what we saw tonight, and that's mm-hmm. that's a problem because like we keep saying, when you play teams who are better than the Spurs, 
which last year was like 13 teams. <laughs> you are going to have issues. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm actually really worried about, about Dallas. I think that might be my, my biggest overreaction. Yeah. It's the, it's the most discouraging win of any of the teams I want tonight. It's like 100%. you want, but there's no way you feel good about it as a Mavs fan. Or could that be us underrating how good the Spurs might be? I don't know. I don't think personally. So. Yeah, I, I I do think the Spurs will take a step in the right direction. The rebuild, Devin Vassell is gonna continue to prove. You know, what I'm saying he can be one of the cornerstone pieces for this organization. He better be. They gave him this fat ass bag, and he had a fantastic performance. Uh, Jeremy Sulks, Jeremy's gonna be doing fantastic things for them as well. Keldon Johnson is Keldon Johnson. Whatever you want to make out of that, do you, bro? <laughs> but <laughs> the Spurs are good. They did their thing, but at the same time, it's not that hard to do your thing against a front line like this. At the end of the day, man, let's talk about Wemby. Let's do it. <laughs> Enough of the Mavs. Let's talk about Victor <laughs> Wembanyama. I so obviously it wasn't the most exciting first game. First half, only six points. He had two threes early on. I was like, oh, nice. Got into foul trouble. Had to come out for most of the third quarter. Like you said, he had a nine-point flurry in the fourth quarter. I think this was kind of quintessential rookie game. We just kind of got conditioned by the preseason to expect him to be a star immediately. But we saw everything you expect from a rookie that drafted first, right? Flashes in the first quarter. Inconsistency, trying to find his way. Getting into foul trouble because it's a hard speed to adjust to. Then the flashes again. Are you all surprised by this at all? Um, no. not really. Like, like, I don't, I don't know what my expectations. I mean, actually, I do know my expectations were were high, but honestly, but they were higher on the defensive end than offensively. I, at like Wemby can come out, he could score ten or he could score twenty, and I wouldn't be really phased. I think where I'm really, really impressed and just like wow is that every other night he's blocking a shot where he's faced backwards and you know from the three point line it's just something <laughs> stupid like that and he had a yeah. he, he had a, he had a block early on in the game where I was like oh yeah like he's he's going to be making a, a difference defensively um but I I don't know it's it wasn't like you said it wasn't anything crazy it was good he had some good moments he had some bad moments I think game two when he's not in foul trouble we're going to basically see the whole spectrum he also, he did a very good job. I think offensively, he did a very good job filling the lane in transition and being mm -hmm. like a very big target, obviously, at the uh, at the rim. San Antonio missed him a lot. And I think that that's something that yes. we're going to see moving, moving forward is he's going to get six points a night, just running the floor, running. catching a lob and, you know, turning around and putting the ball in the basket. So, yeah, I'm he's, amazed he's gonna at how good he is at running the fast breaks already. And his awareness to just fill the lanes is ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't see this type of awareness that often. And his feel for the game is OD high. So, Wemby <laughs> did exactly what Wemby should be doing. I think as his teammates get better, specifically learning to feed him. And like you said earlier, Donovan, Keldon. whenever Kendall Johnson just doesn't decide to be 2038, Russell Westbrook can just run straight to the straight <laughs> to the paint with like no intentions, no hops, just like just running. You know what I'm saying? They'll be better. You know, when Jeremy Sahan knows to just pass the ball to Wemby towards the, towards the late end of the game, they'll be better. So, yeah, I agree. But I mean, that's, those are the four main games we want to talk about. I think, or we talk about five now. I think after this, we should, 
we're gonna hit every game right now and we're gonna talk about where our takeaways from each let's rapid fire through the rest of them because you know we can only watch so many games in one night so nice. a lot of this was just pieces we were able to together first game of the rapid fire round Shea Gildas Alexander and the Thunder beat the shit out of the Bulls and forced them to have a players only <laughs> meeting after the first night how yeah, embarrassing it's what did over. you learn Mo yo I learned absolutely nothing <laughs> other than yo <laughs> they are cut they have they have not learned their lesson that's what I've learned <laughs> yeah I learned that Shea is not overrated people were quick to say that He's getting too much hype. People are pushing him in the top 10 conversations before he, quote unquote, does anything in the league. And I think we're going to see the same Shea this year come out and be one of the best scorers in the league, leading a playoff team. Oh the Bulls are on pace for 82 <laughs> players only meetings this year. That's great a hilarious tweet. tweet. Great, great tweet. Great tweet. Yeah, I'm, I'm with y'all. I think we learned that the Bulls need to blow it up right now. Find any trade partner that, that you can. Whatever they've been doing for the last three years is it's just destined for mid. And it's just at, at this point, it might be worse than mid. Because again, players only meeting <laughs> on night one. That's that's turmoil. Somebody's getting fired and somebody's not coming back next year. Yeah. It, it's not going well. But listen, we're all pretty high on the Thunder. I think me the least of all. I think they'll probably be more like an eight seed. A lot of people, I think maybe one of you guys project them to be like making that top six seed type of leap. If that's where you're going with the season predictions, good first night for you. It's a it's a great first night for for the Thunder. Everybody everybody did it. Also, they they got they have to make a move. They're gonna have have to make a move because having Shea having Shea and then the other three kind of like wings on top of Chet. And listen, Lou Dort, I'm look I'm looking at you. I'm looking at at, at you, Lou Dort. <laughs> you might not be here next year. I'm, Wait, why do I'm you, just saying it right now. Enlighten me a little bit more. Why do you think they have to like make a move like so soon? So I think that I, this lineup of like having basically four wings and Chet, I think that it is it it has a ceiling, and I think that they can get a little bit more more dynamic. And like if Giddy is like Giddy, what did he shoot tonight? He was he was two of three from from three, so like not bad. If he can take that leap, then maybe somebody can stay. But I think that they, they're going to need more shooting because, like, Shea is not a shooter like that, and he's going to be on ball. I don't I don't think Giddy is ever going to be knocked down, right? Uh, we'll see We'll see how, how J-Dub's three, um, mm. how, his, how his shot develops. I just feel like they're going to need a little bit more space. And it's like, if you have 37 first-round picks or 37 draft picks over the next five years, you can afford to overpay for somebody to get somebody in there that maybe fits fits your lineup and gives your your team a little bit more, you know, dynamic. Yeah. Di- di- I don't know what the word is. May, may, Dynamicism may, or whatever. Thank you, yeah. Dynamics, I don't know. What are the words? I, I think I made that word up, actually. <laughs> it sounds right, though. It lucky sounds right. Yeah, you're right, though. Whenever the Raptors blow it up, this team needs to go all in and get OG and Anobi. They need a big wing who can space the floor and be a big defender. I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, bad. And you know what Masai Ujiri is gonna say as soon as they offer up six first Shea. round picks? <laughs> no, go to hell. Blocked. Never talk to me again. They can, they can do that. They can do that though, bro. The Thunder can give. They can give Toronto six first round picks and still have like twenty seven draft picks. <laughs> you can't even use all of that. Go ahead, overpay bro. for somebody. It's fine. Max. Also, if, uh, a player on their bench, Ujman Dang or Jang. I don't know how exactly you say it. Mm-hmm. He was three for five from three 
he's a big wing type player. I don't have a good feel for how good of a defender he's going to be yet. But they had a tall guy who gets in spacing tonight, and that was a relative question mark, I think, coming into this year, is can he fill that role? First night, he's doing it well. Yep. Also, my guy, Isaiah Joe, three of six from downtown. He He's going to be the sniper. Isaiah Joe things. <laughs> he did his thing. He's going, Love he's going to be the sniper. All right, man. Next team we got the Atlanta Hawks lost to the Charlotte Hornets. Mo, you go first. This is your team. What did you learn about this game? Um, Takeaway one, Trey Young reverted to playing like Julian Newman. Take two <laughs> that I learned. Jalen John is basically LeBron James. <laughs> um, but on a serious note, Nate McMillan can go to hell. <laughs> okay, Furl. Sorry, Furl. Sorry. <laughs> I ain't mean it. I ain't mean, mean it. But um, the Atlanta Hawks. <laughs> Bro, you had Jalen Johnson on this roster That's for so like good. three years. He ain't get no burn for real, bro. The slightest <laughs> glimpse that we saw last year, fans like me were yelling out Jalen Johnson, and he's coming out different. I couldn't say shit for real. He averaged like three, five points a game. Who, who am I to yell out some random ass real role player who looks like every other player in the NBA, Jalen Johnson? Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just so random. But seeing him put up 21 points and just be that brute athletic force. That every yeah. team in the NBA seems to need nowadays fills so many gaps. It makes me feel so good that this team is making a step in the right direction. You know, of course, I want to say that Quinn Snyder has made an emphasis towards having emotion offense and all this other stuff. And tonight, nights like this, we reverted to 2021, 2022, 2023 Hawks basketball. <laughs> Trey Young just. <laughs> like I saw this one play where he just took the ball off rip and he tried to get a foul and he was looking around and just chucked that bitch up and it barely hit the front of the rim bro and he missed terribly it was just like a terrible game everyone else played well except for him and DeJounte just like they just need to swing that bitch more bro and then they'll be fine like yeah fine. yeah I, I don't feel like you can take much from this first game I think a lot of times you see a lot of teams have cold starts this season because you got got to knock the rust off, get into the groove of the regular season. I think that's what you saw tonight. DeJounte and Trey were just horrendous. They're not going to normally be horrendous. So even if you don't like the team, I don't feel like you can take a lot from tonight because your, 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 your game, you're not going to take anything away from a game where your two best players are absolute non-factors. Exactly. Good or they, bad, you can't learn shit. Exactly. Listen, they shot 17% from three. You're, you're going you're gonna to have these. You're going to have those yeah. fights. So. It's fine. Happens. However, for the for the Hornets though, Nick Richards, Nick Richards, look, he looked solid tonight. He looked he looked yeah. very good. You know who else did? PJ Washington. He looked Ooh. fantastic. Yeah, he looked good. He no, played yeah. like Rent was yeah, due yeah, tomorrow. My, my <laughs> <laughs> I don't know his shooting splits. I like what I saw from Brandon Miller. He, he looked like he fit fit pretty well. The way he was moving, getting his shots up, it was good. Can you see his stats? See exactly what he scored. Yeah, I like. I liked his his confidence at the end of at the end of the game was fantastic. He he hit a thirteen he, points. He hit like two really big threes for them uh, towards towards the end. God, I cannot talk. He hit two big threes for them towards the end of the game. So like, <laughs> exactly. That's that's how I'm feeling. How I'm feeling. Man, uh, someone night. else who Where's I someone? liked. <laughs> 
Someone else who I liked. Yeah, it was. It is a late night for me. Let me go ahead and expose this information. It's almost 2 a.m. that we're recording this podcast right now. If you haven't <laughs> liked this or given this a five star, <laughs> you should be ashamed of yourself. We are grinding. Yo, for the love of the game. Yo, we do it for the love of the game. Isaac and Donovan, producing the kills, trying to get me out the hood, and you should be too. Making all these rap jokes, <laughs> but you ain't, stepping, you ain't standing on business trying to get me out the hood. What is wrong with you, man? I see what type of yep. person you are. And then anyways, this is going to be edited and ready for you guys tomorrow morning. <laughs> God, bro. Exactly. We're on our grind, bro. On our grind. Speaking yep. of grind, Mark Williams. I fucking love the way he played today, bro. Or last night, bro. He is proving to be one of the cornerstone pieces of the Charlotte Hornets. One of the young players that they should def- definitely absolutely roll with and package up with LaMelo and for- focus on what other players will be complimenting to these guys' game. You know what I'm saying? So he, I think he put up like 13 points and 15 rebounds and absolute menace on the defensive end, being disruptive while also making all the easy plays and catching up, catching all these offensive rebounds when Clint Capella and all them boys are sleeping. He did great, bro. And he is a player that I'm looking forward to just continue to do great things this season. Yeah. Shout out to Mark Williams. Listen, I predicted the Hornets to be a surprisingly good team to some people. I think they'll be like the nine seed or something. Good start. Let's move on to the next game. We've got to rapid fire through like six more games. The Rockets, man. They played the Magic. Ass. What were they cooking this offseason? They tell, looked horrible. Tell me. Tell, tell me. <laughs> did you get to did you guys get to watching this game? No, I was I was locked in on a whole bunch of, of Great. Uh, I of watched the games. first quarter. I watched the first quarter and then I was you know, skipping through all the games tonight, but I watched mm-hmm. the entirety of the first quarter. It was a four o'clock game for me. First thing I watched, they just fucking suck right now. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> Fred Van Vliet was a big addition. He went into it clearly starting the game, wanting to be the point guard facilitating, moving things around. Oh, by the way, I forgot to say my one takeaway, they fucking suck right now. That's it. <laughs> yeah, Fred Van Vliet came into the game, wanting to be the point guard facilitating, wasn't trying to get his own shot. Ended the first half with two points. He came out in third quarter and got his because he had to step things up. He was trying to clearly put the ball in Jalen Green's hands, Alperen Sengun's hands. One of those players are good. It was not Jalen Green. Jalen Green started the game with two turnovers, just bobbling the ball and dropping it out of bounds. Mm. Play, they, play, they played through Sengun more, which is nice. Their old coach refused to do it. He thought he was a gadget role player. Ime is playing through Sengun as a hub, and it looks good. That's the best stuff they do is when that happens. Outside of that, nothing looked good. A man looked like a rookie. Fred Van Vliet looked too passive. We'll see that get better. Jalen Green looked like old Jalen Green from last year. Dylan Brooks is Dylan Brooks. There was no positive signs tonight. Wait, does this say that Dylan Brooks was their leading scorer? At 14 points. That's not a big number. Mm, that's trash. That's, that's <laughs> trash. Yeah. That's trash. Shout out Orlando, though. We're all... We're, listen, we're all they Magic Hive thing. over here. They did their thing. I didn't Franz know. looked fantastic. Yeah, I caught a lot of highlights on my timeline uh on twitter and just read through the lines and all that but one thing i can say is like yo if paulo bancaro is only getting up six shots and they still blow this team's back out by 20 points there's some serious issues over there at houston houston we have a problem quite literally they beat him by 30 oh 30 (laughs) oh my god that's That makes uh, my heart one? so sad for them. That's, that makes that's has, my heart so sad for them. But one random thing that I want to say that I saw from this, that I saw online that came from this game is Jonathan Isaac just came out of fucking 
nowhere. I forgot that I, I always forget that he's an NBA player. I think of him as a pastor. He's <laughs> on Fox. He's a Fox News like rotating anchor at this point in my mind. I forget <laughs> that he's actually NBA player. And he's a defensive menace. But seeing that block that he got against Jalen Green moves me, and that just made this team even more dangerous in my head. Yeah, uh, Franz Wagner looked really good in the first quarter. He had three in three plays. He hit two pull up threes and threw a dime to Wendell Carter on the roll. I, I think he looks incredibly comfortable as a ball handler, seeing things as they happen and dissecting a defense. I'm real excited what it looks like whenever him and Paolo get into games where they're actually like competitive and they have to try hard. <laughs> that combination with Wendell excites me. Ah, oh, man. That big three is going to be one of my favorite big threes. And I think, like, if many of you saw on the season previews, I see them being a playoff team this year. Same here. Same. Nice. All right, man. Let's keep the rapid fire going. One game that I didn't get to watch at all, so this would be extreme rapid fire. Miami barely beat the Pistons, and the only thing I can take away is I didn't get to watch the game. I'm glad Cade Cunningham looks like he's making that leap in the first game at least. 30 points, 9 assists. I so badly need Cade Cunningham to be the star. I came into He came into the league thinking that he could be. I have a lot of stock in him, and I hope it pays off. Yeah, yeah, this this is this is one of those games I'm gonna have to go back and and watch. I didn't I didn't get a chance to see a lot of it. What I will say is I saw that Miami was up very big in this game, and they blew the lead at home. Listen, you only score 103 against the Pistons. You're already starting the season off scary hours <laughs> for for Miami. <laughs> These are the games that you're gonna have to win and be very comfortable in. And if you're squeaking these out against Detroit, it's the same thing that we're talking about with Dallas. Is it's gonna get a lot harder from here. So I was yeah. very, very down on Miami coming into this season. They got the win, right? This, I guess this is what the Heat do, right? They they grind things out, but they're going to have to figure out a way to actually score because 103 is not going to get it done. Yeah. Also, they started killing Hayes over Jay and Ivy, which I know yes. something they toyed with in the preseason. I get it. They probably want Jay and Ivy to get more touches with the second unit. I think that's how you maximize him. Instead of playing him next to Cade, you might as well play the guard next to him that doesn't need the ball in his hands as much. You don't need Killian to get Killian to get his touches. But like, why the fuck would you draft Jaden Ivey if not to play next to Cade? This I is don't understand that move. Like just one of those things to where you can't really fault them because they did they did a good job with bringing in Monty Williams. He is a good coach, or at least he's been proven to be a coach a good coach over the last few years. But there's a clear disconnect when you just draft someone last year as a top four or five pick and you decide to bring him off the bench for someone who's been memed on TikTok as a certified bust and he's known for nothing but looking good and also <laughs> giving you a ton of bricks on the court. Killian Hayes. He does yeah. not deserve a, an opportunity to be honest with you to start. And well, there hasn't he's been better. Has he, he even okay? Though, he's had a decent preseason. I don't want to shit on Killian. It's that not, is true. He's been all right. I, I think what you're the first half of what you said is what I agree with. It's a disconnect that like clearly Monty doesn't have that he doesn't care that uh Jaden Ivey was drafted high. He didn't make that pick. And I, I feel like that's the disconnect you're talking about. We listen, we saw what Monty did to DeAndre Ayton. He doesn't give a shit about draft capital. Yeah. I think I you should. I think you should you should see if Jaden Ivey can start next to Cade before you just throw it away. I don't know, man. I, I just I just disagree with just putting Jaden Ivey on the bench because the entire goal for him, if you're a head coach and you should be like projecting towards the future, you have nothing to lose. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, why are you? Yeah, I want to go ahead and I want Cage to have the ball in it. Like, you're not going to lose anything by starting Jaden Ivey 
alongside yeah. of him. Like, yeah, sure. You got to see what you will. got, right? You, exactly. You got to see if it works first. Exactly. I think <laughs> my biggest thing is like young players and opportunity and shit like that. And this is just like Kenny Hayes is one of those young players where he just doesn't deserve to, to have another chance anymore at starting at least. <laughs> He just doesn't deserve it, yeah. bro. Jaden Ivey does. He kills pulling up all these tweets about all these Pistons fans that are like, oh my God, Killian sucks. <laughs> <laughs> shout out Kofi. Kofi said, Monty Williams has picked the Killian Hayes agenda, which means we're in for a long season. <laughs> yeah, man, exactly. Uh, like, it just doesn't, I, just, I just hate it when organizations or coaches, whoever you want to pinpoint this at, pinpoint this to, the situation, the coach just puts. Young player like Jaden Ivey in the wrong, in the worst position possible for him to grow and develop as a player, but it is what it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's move on. Oh, one team I just want—I don't even want to talk about because I don't—I didn't see a look about it. The Pacers lost. Uh, the Pacers blew out the Wizards. I saw Daniel Gafford was in foul trouble. He only played 19 minutes. That's all I know about this game. Listen, I didn't even watch this game. Listen, I learned. I didn't see this. I one. learned that if you are playing the Wizards, that night is your night. Go get your career high. <laughs> Because they will let you score. Eight people had double figures tonight against against the Wizards. <laughs> you you will have a good night. You will be able to go out on the on the club and say that you did something that night. And you will be able to have a productive game. If you're in a slump, play Washington. You'll be all right. There you go, man. That's our takeaway. The Wizards suck. Surprise, surprise, everybody. Big one. One forty three in regulation Next. is Devious. This is terrible. they had one ten. <laughs> Devious. They're at one ten, bro. In the third quarter, before the third quarter even ended, that is crazy. In regulation, yeah, come on. Yeah, Devious is no. such a funny word. <laughs> <laughs> like it just has yeah. to be intentional. Like, yeah. I like the Obi Toppin look. He only played nineteen minutes because, like you said, a lot of guys were eating. A lot of garbage time was had. I thought Obi looked good if in the little bit I saw. Yeah, he he looked good in, in preseason too. Yeah, uh, shout out Obi. I'm I'm very very excited for him. Oh yeah, yeah. Bruce Brown went nuts in 24 points. And looking I told like you. fucking prime Clay Thompson is the most unexpected thing ever, bro. What did he have maybe with Lana Rhodes? Is that recently? Hmm? Is, he, is he still on the dad strength wave like Fred Van Vliet? I have no I idea. Know. Did he? He had a kid? <laughs> I didn't even know that. <laughs> Yo, the rumor is that he's Lana Rhodes' kid's son. All right. What? <laughs> <laughs> nah, you're a nasty guy. You're a nasty guy. Whoa, what type of... Isaac, what do you do on your off time? You're, you're a nasty guy. on the shade room? <laughs> oh, my God. No, I'm terrible. on the internet. People thought it was Blake Griffin's kid. People were clowning him. <laughs> they were like, oh, shit, it's Bruce Brown, you know, actually. I was, I was, the whole like, internet was very interesting. Bro, I thought you were going towards another route. There's like, speaking yeah. of this for two seconds, some random ass, like... Some random ass girl hopped on a podcast talking about some, yeah. Oh, I saw that. Leave that alone. Leave that alone. Oh, no, no. We got to go. We got to go. No more that. No more that. Ew. I was 23 over here. She said she got pink eye, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Next game. (laughs) Oh, my God, bro. (laughs) Next game. The Cavaliers played the Nets. And pulled out the win, but the the Nets gave him a push. They really did. No, the Nets fumbled yeah. this game. The, the you Nets, know why the Nets gave him a push? Tell me. Cam motherfucking Thomas <laughs> dropped thirty five points. He is. He's listen. We got to get him in just like a pro am. 
like if he could play pro am <laughs> basketball, I feel like that's where he thrives. Because if Cam Tom either in a pro am or on teams where nobody thinks that like anything is gonna happen, which I guess is is the Nets. So like he's just gonna have one to two week stretches where he's just scoring thirty six every night. And it's like, why doesn't this guy play thirty six minutes a night? <laughs> like why yeah. why are we not running him in the starting lineup? Is he? Devin Booker? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When it comes to Cam Johnson, you're, all, you're either getting two points or 36 points. There is no in-between with him, bro. You're either getting a ton of buckets or he ain't getting no burn. It's so weird. What is this tweet? Well, this tweet. Mo, Mo, can you explain this? Penetrate consistently. You would think they need Bruce Brown. Why did you capitalize penetrate? <laughs> <laughs> My iPhone likes to capitalize things right in the middle of sentences. No, that was intentional. At Please first, tell me what listen, were you thinking? <laughs> they should have hired. I misspelled. I misspelled the word penetrate at first, and then I did autocorrect and made it the P capital. It's not me. I'm blaming. I blame it on iOS. Don't mind we me. We can't man. let Bruce Brown ever play for Iron Doka. It's gonna be a scary sight. Oh my goodness, <laughs> yo. What are we talking about? Hey, yo. <laughs> what's, what's going down right now? <laughs> We're in the deep end of the pod. <laughs> oh, my God. It's going to be treacherous. <laughs> you want treacherous little twin? <laughs> yo. <laughs> oh, man. Yo, my head hurts. <laughs> yo, my head hurts. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yo. He's having a coughing fit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yo, I'm about to die. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> oh god. If right. you're still here, comment Bruce Brown is devious. <laughs> Yo, this is so disgusting, bro. Oh gosh. Comment oh. Bruce Brown is devious. No, this is a nasty guy. Here. This is a nasty guy hosting our pod. This is crazy. Wow. <laughs> we gotta oh, move on. What's the, what's the last game? This is the last uh, game. Two more had. games. The Pelicans played the Grizzlies. I got to watch some of this one. Pelicans look good. They had a very spread out offense in the way you know we always talk about them having a lot of cooks in the kitchen. Yeah. I think you saw the positive of that tonight. They won without a single player dominating. CJ McCollum was their leading scorer. I think he had 24. It just looked like exactly what you want from an offense that has a lot of creators. And then the Grizzlies just look like a team that didn't have the firepower with no jaw. Listen, Desmond Bain, you're about to earn. All the money you just got paid. Because now, <laughs> if if you were ever going to be a star, now is the time for you to step up and show us what you can do. Listen, he had 30 tonight. So, for the first, yep. you have 24 more games of this. Please enjoy it. And five assists. Yeah, he had to he had to be the primary facilitator with no jaw there mm-hmm. and no Tyus Jones there. And I think he did a decent job at it. The problem is Jaron Jackson was ass. I think he was like two <laughs> for nine from the field for the beginning of the game. I don't know what he finished with. He finished well, he two eight nine. points. Five rebounds yeah. and three assists, bro. He had five blocks, which is monstrous. But he did not look good attacking Jonas Valanciunas off the dribble. He's on that Team it, USA it, grind. Going against those, <laughs> going against those big body bigs like that isn't his thing. He just he doesn't get a lot of lift when he attacks the jumper. <laughs> when he attacks the rim, he doesn't get a lot of lift <laughs> off the ground. I'm sorry. Have some shame. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Have some Why shame. Why the fuck is he laughing? No, I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Y'all, I'm sorry. I, like, I looked up, I looked up, and, and the kid was like, <laughs> and we were like, what? <laughs> 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 
Fun's going off the deep end. Oh my Listen, gosh. man. Jaron Jackson was trash. They lost to the Pelicans. <laughs> if you're scared of the Grizzlies not being able to do good enough without Jaw, tonight's the reason why. They didn't have facilitating, didn't oh have any creation goodness. from anybody worth a damn. And the Grizzlies and the Pelicans look solid. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Zion. Big Z is back. <laughs> shout out Big Z. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's ever called him that. <laughs> no, I for sure has, nah, I for sure has someone call him Big Z. <laughs> Nah, Listen, someone on TNT, bro. We know about Zion's activity. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. We're wilding, we're wilding, we're wilding, we're wilding. We're wilding. <laughs> we're wilding. Listen, right, guys, it's late. It's this, late. This is Every, the end. Everybody's no, no, just delusional game. at this one point. One more game. The Los Angeles Clippers versus the Portland Trailblazers. There's two oh more games, actually. There's another okay, two well, more games. To be, to be clear with everybody, we start recording while the Trailblazers were playing the Clippers. <laughs> We can't comment on it. Yeah. We don't fucking know what happened. We've been recording while it's happening. <laughs> that is true. And but yeah, man. One thing that I and will the Kings say, squashed though, the Jazz. Real quick, Russell Westbrook was doing Russell Westbrook things, and he looks like he's been continuing the positive production in the old Russell Westbrook things that we saw on a lower scale uh, since last season with the Clippers. Good. Good for him. I hope Russell Westbrook has a good season. Nice. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll yeah. check that out tomorrow. I'll see what's going down. Yep. That's the end of this section of the podcast. It's time for TikTok time. Let's and today's going to be a little different because we had to record TikTok time yesterday because we knew tonight was going to be a late night pod because we were going to try to react immediately after Wednesday's games. So we're going to time travel a little bit. And I'm about to clap my hands and send you back to yesterday. Crayon eaters, let's go. All right. So welcome to yesterday. We're here day before the first half of the podcast. And now we're going to hit up some TikToks. Y'all ready? Let's do it. I love time travel TikToks to be. Me too. It's the best. To be honest. <laughs> I Let's love breaking the fourth wall. Exactly. <laughs> As always, <laughs> we're going to start with the draft. You know, we got to get the blood flowing, do our bread and butter. And this time, we're going to do a draft of NBA players that have won Rookie of the Year. Let's go. I'm going for back-to-back wins. Everybody said that I won the last one pretty yeah. pretty convincingly. I'm, I'm coming well, for it. Coincidentally, this time you get the number one pick, so you're off to a good start. <laughs> love to hear it. I'm going to make started. it work. <laughs> you start a dynasty. So yeah, exactly. The order as you see on the screen: Donovan first, me second, Mo your third. Honestly, not a bad one to be third in. So I guess it's not the worst thing in the world. I ain't trying to too hard. I'm ready to cook. <laughs> <laughs> so let's draft NBA lineups with only players who have won Rookie of the Year. Where okay. are you going first, Donovan? All right. So with my first pick, give me LeBron James. I'm surprised you didn't pick Jordan. Whoa. Okay. Okay, that's crazy. I need, right. Listen, I, I feel like I know where kind of everybody else is going. I'm trying to, you know, project forward on what I'm going to need on the back end. So had to get okay. that all around. This player. is the first time I wanted Jordan over Braun given to me for second pick. Where are you going, Mo? All right, cool. So for the third pick, go ahead and give me, give me KD. Okay. Versatile pick, then, I believe. Versatile pick, I see it. Yeah. And then for the sake of... OD space, Damian Lillard. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I need a lot of space. There's a lot of bigs in here too, but I, I see the big I okay, want. Okay, so you just gave it. Isaac the... You just gave, okay, you got it, Isaac. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. All right, so... <laughs> give me Tim Duncan. Give me an all-time great. <laughs> oh. That's not, that's not where I thought <laughs> you were going. What, do you want cream? No, I was I was gonna take the most dominant player ever. Give me Shaq <laughs> in my center. Oh, you can have him. Wow. Okay. Yeah. 
Give me, give me Shaka give sh- at my center. And then, hmm, you know what? We're going to put LeBron at the point guard because okay. at, my, at my three, give me Larry Bird. Okay, I see it. For my center, you got the most dominant center. I'll just take the best one. Give me Kareem. Body wow, bag. okay. Nice. <laughs> he's not, he's not, that. he's not guarding a drop step. I'm letting you know that right now. I'll let Tim Duncan handle that. He'll be fine. <laughs> you, got, you got me. You got me. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> I'm dead. All right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to actually put Katie at the four and at the five. Give me David Robinson. It's a good pick. Okay. Yeah. Solid. And then I got my two. I need a two and I need a three. So Dame is, Dame is still crazy, by the way. I just I just want to put that out there. <laughs> That's nuts. <laughs> He's gonna have a generational season. Trust. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> All right. And then you got it. Yeah. And then at my three, you can go ahead and give me Vince Carter. Okay. I, I see that. There's not a lot of wings left. I respect that. Listen, okay. I don't think I need a strong three. I don't think I need a lot of size at three. So I'm going to push Jordan there and put Luca at my two. Mm. I I was wondering when you were going to go Luca because I knew you were going to get him. But that's okay. That's solid. That's solid. All right. Okay. At, my, at my two, give me the dynamic duo that's already played. You know I love doing this. Give me Kyrie at my two. Okay. And then at my four. See, this is tough. I need a little bit of everything. I feel like I need a little bit more defense. Uh, this is this is gonna be weird. It's gonna be weird. Don't sell. I, don't sell. I feel like dang, this sucks. I feel like I might. He's gonna sell. sell. <laughs> I feel like I might sell. Uh, you know what? Nah, right I'll, I'll just, there. Just do it. No, I'm gonna just. <laughs> that's 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 even worse. You know what? Just give me Chris Webber at my four. We're just gonna keep it rolling. Ew! I know. I know. It could have been sell, but it could have been claim the win either. Yeah, I got no room to talk. Listen, let's go. At my point guard, I got plenty of size, got plenty of buckets, got the best rim defense possible. I need three and D in my point guard. Give me Chris Paul. I knew you're going that. You you too readable. Damn it! <laughs> my squad is filthy. All right, a little bit more shifting. I need I need another ball handler, and I need more defense. Someone who fits that mold perfectly is Ben Simmons. So I got to shift my entire lineup. <laughs> this one is Ben Simmons it. and Damian Lillard. Come on, man. I did it. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, we I all have it. five Hall of Famers. <laughs> <laughs> I did it. <laughs> um, all right. So, you did do it. You did do you it. You did something. You did something. <laughs> I promise you that. Listen, put me in 2K and I probably have the most fun lineup to play with. Fun, sure, for sure, for sure. I'll, sure. Give, I'll give you that. That's what I was looking for. I don't know if Ben Simmons is fun to play with in two K, but I mean, I guess. no, like he listen, he's six ten, right? When he's healthy, he can he can run and dunk. Like this is exactly <laughs> this is a very good black. This is team. peak Ben Simmons. We're talking about rookie of the yeah. year, Ben Simmons, right here. So they ain't, they ain't much rookie Ben yet. Simmons. <laughs> That's peak Ben, bro. What is peak else? Ben? <laughs> You lost me. You lost me right there. You lost <laughs> what me right else there. is peak Ben, bro? <laughs> I don't know. All NBA Ben Simmons 2019. Like, there's better versions. I don't know, man. They didn't have the magic comparisons back then. It was all in his rookie year. After that, okay. shit went down. Though. I love it. All right. So my full team, Chris Paul, Luka Doncic, Michael Jordan, Tim Duncan, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Nice. See, that's, that's good. I'm attacking your backcourt every time. 
I'm gonna tell, I'm, CP is he can't he can't hold Kyrie. He can't. He can't I think he'll it. be fine. Space his ass on your team. He couldn't guard Steph for a decade. He he doesn't know what to do with Kyrie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, I have my point guard. I have LeBron. I have Kyrie at my two. Larry Bird at my three. Chris Webber at the four, and then Shaq at the five. Eh, it's not terrible. Chris Webber and Kyrie are. Listen, you're not winning the talent war. Better maybe fit. You got it. Chris Webber and Kyrie. That's interesting. All right, so at my one, I got Ben Simmons. At my two, Dame. Three, Vince Carter. Four, KD. And at my five, David Robinson. When it comes to fit, this is probably the best fit here. Yeah, then you just notice that there's Ben Simmons in the lineup. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's relax, all right? Ben Simmons, look, I don't like the way you're talking about him right now, and I don't want to back him up. <laughs> God. So I don't want to stand, stand on, on him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am probably no, the most pro Ben me. Simmons person here, but when we're taking the 15 best players of all time, damn near, I don't know if Ben Listen, Simmons should be sniffing the lineup. He shouldn't be. In I'm this looking at the rim pressure. The spacing is art. <laughs> is it? It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. Listen, either way, you didn't win, so <laughs> it's, it's going to be okay. I won. In my heart. <laughs> <laughs> he said, listen, we all run our own race, and I'm finishing in first place. <laughs> Corny. Uh. <laughs> all right, man. Next thing we're going to do. Last, or two weeks ago now, we graded some NBA City jerseys when they were all just leaks. Well, yesterday, they all, well, let me not say released. They leaked, but like the official leaks, the official images. So we have access to all of them. So today, we're going to grade 12 more NBA City jerseys. It was a terrible day yesterday because I saw a lot of them. <laughs> this was tough. Listen, it's not a good collection of uniforms. It's not a good collection of clothes or designs, colors, anything. Nothing's good about it, but they're they're here. The only thing good about it is the fact that we get to make content on the back end about it. That's literally the only thing because these are trash. <laughs> these are trash. <sighs> All right, man. Let's grade more NBA City jerseys. What are we seeing first? First up, the Denver Nuggets. Come on, man. Come on. They what, win an what, NBA what championship and they get rewarded like this? <laughs> it's disgraceful, bro. Take back the championship numbers, after that, bro. Numbers on numbers in the front? That's, come on. Yeah, exactly. If I was a fan, I wouldn't be able to enjoy the ring anymore. Like, the ring ceremony is going to happen tonight, and I'm just going to be sad because I know this is coming in two days when I got to see my team wear this jersey. It's terrible. This is like, this is like the Heat Culture one where they lean too far into it. Denver, we understand you guys are very high up above the ground. <laughs> relax. Relax. We don't need to see this on the front of the jersey. You don't even know they're exactly 5,280 feet high. <laughs> Honestly, bro, this just set back the entire off state the jersey, by bro. 20 years. This is definitely a nerd thing. Who thought this was cool? The, the number, like everything about it is bad. You can't see the mountains. Number on number looks like crap. The numbers on the top are too high. It's just awful. F. This is, a, this is worse than an F in my book, bro. <laughs> Disgraceful. There might, like there, seven, might, there might be worse, though, so I'm going to hold off on that, like, man, worse dude, than there's F. there's, like, five grade. jerseys on here that we could honestly argue are the worst jerseys in the league and some of the worst of all time. Has like, it ever reached, been this bad? No, no. We've never had this many bad jerseys in the league at once. I, uh, I ain't going <laughs> to lie, bro. They're shooting, like, peak hardened playoff numbers, bro. Like, they're going 8-4. <laughs> 30 type shit. No, <laughs> I'm that defended by Monty Ginobili. He's blocking the shot from the back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> that could have got weird. 
And next one. <laughs> Very next quickly. Up, next up, the New Orleans Pelicans. Another this, egregious one. What the fuck is this? This is very this topical, is. though. It feels like a Halloween jersey. Exactly. Like, right? Why is yeah. New Orleans getting a Halloween jersey? You know, voodoo. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's all I have. That's all I have for you. Uh, you know. No, this shit is straight up Coraline. This is awful. This have is, you seen Princess and the Frog? They be doing the, you know, the little magic stuff. This, <laughs> <laughs> this kind of plays into it. They have the green. I, I, I'm, cool I'm trying to see the vision. I don't know. Colors, but this is so far off the path. It's it's awful. I don't even know how they could have even gotten here. There is no identity in this jersey whatsoever. Zero. That's one thing I could say for sure. That's one thing I could say for sure. Yeah, zero identity. Like, yeah. The identity like, is Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> now that is dope. Now that is dope. Listen, I'm I'm kind of a Ninja Turtles fan, so I I'm not gonna give it an F. So I'm gonna give it a D. You got your mind. You kind of. I want to say this is a C. You shouldn't have said anything about the Ninja Turtles. Those are my guys. <laughs> we seen it. <laughs> have you Facts, seen the movie? Exactly. Put this bitch on a Ninja Turtle the and we said. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up, we got the Los Angeles Lakers. Isaac, uh, how, this how is do you feel about? Because so you love you love black jerseys, and I feel like they fumbled right here. I'm gonna say it. Three P for Fs. This is horrible. <laughs> this is terrible. I hate this jersey as a Lakers fan. Why is What's that end so high up? Look at that shit. Look at the end <laughs> of the top. <laughs> it's so high. <laughs> Please get into your graphic design bag. Tell me. Tell me more about why this is trash. Black Lakers jerseys only work when there's no purple. The best one, the Mamba jerseys, just black and yellow. Black, purple, and yellow together looks terrible. The text placement is all jumbled up together. The N is stupid high. Nothing about it flows. Nothing about it looks smooth. It's just all trash. Another F. This man be on Canva working. Knows a thing or two about this graphic design. Uh, this is terrible. <laughs> well, what do you think? Oh, man. It's like, I feel like when I look at this jersey and the placement of these words, you ever like, had those magnetic the the alphabet alphabetic <laughs> magnetics on your fridge? I feel like yeah, I've been placing that that's shit. That's so good. Like it's like so misplaced, so unorganized. You're saying this I'll get my ass beat as a art? kid if I did this shit, bro. Yeah, my mom used to punish me if I didn't put my words in order, and this is all over the place, bro. Let's dissect that a little more. <laughs> Let's talk about my childhood trauma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, this shit is giving me childhood trauma. Fucking after the fact, I hate this. It's like this yeah, was this so terrible. close I, to I'm giving ass, this an F. but it's not an F to me. There's worse. I feel like this isn't. There's there's depths of F. This might be at the top of the F tier, but it's still still F tier. Let's do it. Fuck it, F tier. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we got the Atlanta Hawks. Oh my god. I, I saw something yesterday. Is that Times New Roman? <laughs> this be. is this is straight just like a high school a high school paper. This is an essay. Listen. Like that's the font. This is this is weird. And also, why is the ATL a different color than the five? Like just make it the same color on the front. Let's keep it together. <laughs> it's nah 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 nah. I don't I don't see the vision with this. Martin Mo? Luther King. <laughs> Two chains. <laughs> Take off. Little baby. <laughs> Future, Young Thug, <laughs> nobody in the history of Atlanta. Jimmy Carter, throw out names. They, they're they rolling in their graves over Jimmy this, bro. Carter. This is crazy. What what does this mean to an AT alien like me? This is disrespect. <laughs> this is like a Memphis OKC jersey. <laughs> you just call yourself an AT alien? Appalling. <laughs> it's Martin Luther King. 
<laughs> Jimmy <laughs> Carter. What the fuck is this Drake CEO? Outcast Stan. <laughs> oh my god, y'all want to know something? I kind of like it. Of course you do. I kind of like it. Of course you it's do. It's unique, but it's, it's like unique. not for the culture of Atlanta, though. Like <laughs> it's cool, but not here. It don't got shit to do with Atlanta. It's kind of boring. I get it. I kind of like it. <laughs> I don't know. You know, why. you know what it low key reminds me of? It look like, and maybe it's just the color of the five. It kind of reminds me of the Cream City jersey that Milwaukee had a couple years ago. Because it's that's soft. Ca- it's kind of the same. <laughs> it's probably just because of, of the color. Because it's soft. Are you saying this jersey's yeah. bitch made? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, what are you trying to say about like who? Someone who made this jersey has nothing to do with Atlanta, bro. I don't know who. <laughs> Was in charge of this project, but they need it's to the lowercase numbers out of the you, building. Yeah, it's you guys, a lowercase don't, you guys don't, ATL. don't type in lowercase in Atlanta. This is definitely a corporate jersey. This is this is made Hell in no, on a bro. spreadsheet. Exactly. Charlotte's web jersey. It's not ass though. <laughs> I have to. I I can't lie. It's not trash. It'll be much better if it was another city. But but for that, I think this might be a C. I give I give a C minus. They should have just kept okay. the MLK jerseys, bro. We're set for life. <laughs> but that was all time. So the Martin Luther King, <laughs> little <God. Tucci. laughs> and uh, and then immediately he said, "Take off." Yeah, take <laughs> off. <laughs> Baby, okay. no, no, Jimmy Carter threw me for a loop. What the fuck? I'm <laughs> okay. Oh take gosh. off. Same That's impact. <laughs> Next up, the Phoenix Suns. Every year we talk about this. The NBA does something to offend the Mexicans. <laughs> this is it. This is it, right? They keep trying to big up, you know, the Hispanic population. They keep messing around with them. This is bad. This you is bad. Funny? This jersey is modeled after Devin Booker's cars. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. Devin really? Booker likes old schools. And that pattern on the side is from his car. But that's lame. Oh, my gosh. The pattern that's on the side terrible. makes it worse. That's terrible. Ca- you see the little like star? You ever seen 2K when there's like expansion teams, like fake teams people make, and they make like custom jerseys with the 2K builder? This is the type yeah. of jersey that pops out. Just hella <laughs> colors. Hella this colors. Is awesome. No, th- this is bad. No direction. This is bad. Just Where races. is this baby blue coming in from? Why are, why have the sun started <laughs> to introduce this color into their color scheme? I don't, know. I don't hate it. It's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll give it a C. I think it's decent. If the Just 35 the- ain't had no dumbass gradient and instead it was white, then <laughs> that would be a C for me. I think the text looks cool. So that's the only thing saving it from being asked to me. If this, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like if this colorway was on like a shoe or something, it might be a little bit better. But everything put together on this jersey just isn't, it's not coming together for me. Yeah. I'll give it, Listen, I'll give it like a C. Out of all the jerseys that have been pandering to Mexicans lately, this is the best one. 100%. <sighs> I, listen, what what did the Clippers do this, this year? Because they are notorious oh my goodness. For, for trying to offend the Mexicans. <laughs> they left us alone. I'll tell you that. They've been done. <laughs> they, threw us away. they don't want to play with us anymore. <laughs> uh, right, next up, the Washington Wizards. <laughs> yeah, I don't think any of us have words to describe how bad this <laughs> is. I have words. The single worst jersey in sports history. This is this- insane. This, this Stranger Things-ass jersey, fucking RuneScape-ass jersey, World of Warcraft, all that. Awful. <laughs> this World of Warcraft jersey. This is in D.C., dude. The feder- <laughs> the government needs to investigate this. Fuck all the other issues we have in our country. What is going on at the heart? 
Bro, this is got it. Kyle Kuzma looking like he serves the Lord of Light. Like he's trying to win the game of Thrones. <laughs> this is crazy. Hear he, hear he. Ew. <laughs> I just imagine that. My lady. <laughs> <laughs> Unhand me when someone follows his ass. <laughs> Trash, bro. I, I don't even got to say F. It's obvious. This is just like the purest of F. Yeah, yeah this, this is by far the worst of the year. This is the it's the worst sense. of all time, I think. I don't think we've ever had a worse city jersey than this. I don't know that Mavs graffiti. No, one. I'd, I'd rather. <laughs> bro, there's dotted gradient. Look at that shit. It's the worst gradient you can imagine. It's grainy gradient. But here, here's the thing: is this worse or is that Heat culture one worse? That one was actually bad. <laughs> this look at that y'all, font. Y'all this arguing like a over box. What y'all are arguing like? over trash and garbage. <laughs> I don't know which one to pick. <laughs> like, give me anything over this wizard jersey. This is atrocious. Let's move on. Man. <laughs> Next up, the San Antonio Spurs. Ooh, this is a Scooby Doo type jersey. This is kind of hard. This is kind of cool. This is kind of cool. This is kind of cool. I'm fucking heavy. I'm giving it an A. This is my favorite one of the bunch. Honestly, if the whole thirty, this is number one. It's this easily nice. an A. It's yeah, simple. we'll do that. We'll do that. I'll give it an A. This is good. Yeah, it's got like that '70s show font. It's real retro looking. I fuck with it heavy. It feels Western with the with the little font. I'm not yeah. it. The font kind of gives hard. me SpongeBob vibes. Like SpongeBob they gotta have ripped out this so year. So simple, fun. My day, you gonna have a great day, great game if you wear this jersey. Exactly. Like, listen, San, San Antonio knew. They said, "Listen, Wemby's coming into. We can't play around. We <laughs> have to have him looking good every single night. And if they have a matching court with this, it's gonna be gorgeous." You thought Adam Silver wouldn't get this city right, bro? (laughs) Trust me, this is probably like (laughs) V (laughs) eighty. All right, next up, the Boston Celtics. Not bad. I don't like the little like wood paneling on the on the side. I just put it in a straight line. Oh, is that wood? That's what I think it is. It looks like a little looks like a little hardwood type thing. That's interesting, but yeah, I think it'd be better without it. Probably. If you just put it in a straight line instead of like the little. You know, bent thing, but it's not. It's not bad. The little forty-two, the little like you know, Irish font no, yeah. or whatever. It's At solid. least this jersey looks normal. Most of them are look like complete bullshit. This is a regular jersey with the regular colors and regular design, so it got to be a B. It's it's so That's hard exactly to mess up a Boston Celtics jersey, and I'm happy they didn't do that. That would have been a a fucking insane effort to. This is so simple. Yeah. I like it. It's cool. Thanks. I like the drop. At minimum, they didn't come out here with bikini bottom bullshit, so it's decent. <laughs> B for competence. All right, next up, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Pe- people really hate this one. How do y'all feel? What that? I, What's that on the? It's like some like regal pattern. It's almost like, like it's a uh, majestic looking. Honestly, if the four five was just in a straight line, listen, I might have to be like Mo's mom. You put those numbers in a straight line. <laughs> right? You, you gonna have problems. Because if, if, if they change that to make the 4-5 just, you know, very simple, I think I would like it. But it looks very, very childish. Feels I, I like this one. People hate it. Like, people really hate this one. And no, I it's don't not terrible. Why. It's not I think terrible. It looks, it looks like regal. It looks dope. It looks like, like kings. Like, it looks dope. I don't know. I, it's it's all right. It's not crazy. It's like it's bottom like of the B tier. Top of the C. C. High yeah. B or low B for sure. Yeah. I'll say B. It's okay. not trash though. It's simple. This, as it yeah. should be. I fuck with it. We'll go B. Next up, the Utah Jazz. Ooh, they're cooking. Ooh, this is nice. This yeah. is nice. 
this, this is, is how this you is make a nice. city jersey that actually feels like it's representing the city and the franchise's history and is a modern rendition of something classic. This is what every team should be doing. Not a lot of people are proud to be from Utah, but if I was from Utah, <laughs> I'd be proud of this shit right here. I am repping it every day. <laughs> so they gave him something to live for for another year. Absolutely, bro. Oh, what? No. Listen, listen. Those, the frat boys at BYU are rocking this heavy. <laughs> <laughs> listen, they're gonna be dressing. They're gonna be. They put on, bro. They put up wilt numbers so, with this jersey. And on. I can't hate. I can't even hate. Game recognized game. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey. Uh, this is easy A, bro. Yeah. Maybe S, actually. A. It should be S, actually, to be honest. If we're giving Compared S to the competition, should be. <laughs> it's up there with San Antonio for the best one, I think. For I think sure. this is better. Mm, that's fair. All right, next I up. I agree. We hey, got the Clippers. Clippers. All right. <laughs> F, <Barf>. move on. <laughs> this looks <laughs> like on. a Wizards jersey. It does. Was Michael Jordan wearing this? This is nuts. They don't know what they're doing out there. They don't know how to construct a team. They don't know how to build an aura. They don't know how to make jerseys. They don't know how to be a cool or competent franchise. So once again, to the Clippers, you get an F. This is terrible. It looks like a toothpaste brand. I'm just like, yo, how can you go with the clips and then completely change up the font of the two? Like, that's so Yeah, misplaced. why is the two so fucking angry? It's just what the so, hell? like... I don't know why, but I feel like this this shirt gives me Futurama Bender type vibes. Just like <laughs> I don't know why. It's just so no, it looks ugh. like a dentist office. This is crazy. It's like yeah. someone said it looks like dentist a local barbershop. It's so true. This is a local barbershop sign. Oh, facts. <laughs> it's not great this clips. This just clips. It's <laughs> <laughs> hard. Yeah. Oh God. I can imagine this being the little thing that they put over me when they cut my hair for sure. That would be hard. Haircuts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> F, F easily. Yes, F. <laughs> All right, next up, the Philadelphia 76ers. This is why Joel Embiid's getting traded in like a year, bro. <laughs> this is why he's gone. Big facts. Big facts. <laughs> no, this made him give up hope for the city. Creed would be disappointed. Why are the texts so little? <laughs> and they're so stupidly placed. Why are they both shifted to the left on top of each other? Like, maybe do one top left, one bottom right, something. This just looks awful. This this is one of those jerseys where whenever we make our argument for why city jerseys shouldn't be a thing, this comes up on the PowerPoint, right? This, this is this is what we point to and we're like, hey, you have millions of people trying to, trying to wear this every night. You have to stop the embarrassment, right? You have to save yourself and give yourself some pride, something to stand up for, something to believe in. This, this doesn't make me want to do any of that. We have to get why rid of this. We have to abolish city jerseys. Why the hell would I wear? Uh, that's terrible. That's bad. I'm actually like disappointed in my soul. Like this is a real concern for the NBA about how bad these jerseys are. This makes me agree with the old heads and think that we need to abolish graphic design and just go back to jerseys with big blocky letters of one color. Just make keep it simple. We we need to get rid of Photoshop. <laughs> Oh, uh, you motherfuckers too dumb. Stick to the basics. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I'd wear, or I don't know why anyone wear a jersey that states "City of Brotherly Love" on it. What does that mean? That should be an in the locker room thing. Why that's is their, it on like, my that's jersey? That's their city slogan. But like, it doesn't. It's too many words for a jersey. <laughs> it's ass. Yeah, bro. That's bad. Screw I, I, think, I think that's our last one, so we can move on. But these. Thank you. 
So we're gonna react to the next ten next week. We're gonna go. I've suffered ten, enough. Ten per week. I've suffered enough for today. So next thing we're gonna do, we're gonna do another staple of the show. We're gonna hit our tier list for the week. We're gonna put NBA superstars into a tier list and just get a lay of the league and see how we're you know putting the best players in the league up against each other. Okay, let's do it. It's gonna be interesting <laughs> combo. Exactly. Probably gonna be some some slanderous takes in here. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Oh, listen, we're we're getting the hate off. That's what we do, right? <laughs> so I, one thing about me. <laughs> exactly. That's a major part of our bag. It's superstar slander. So let's let's get into it. All right, man. Let's put these NBA superstars into a tier list. First off, which one are we gonna do first? First off, Steph Curry. S tier. S tier. Still cream of the crop, even when he's 35 years old. No matter the way you slice it, bro, he is one of, if not the best player in the NBA. On any given Ooh, night, he could be spicy. the best player on the court. You know, spicy. so yep. he's Steph Curry. It, it, you can't. There's no way you can exclude him out of the conversation after year after year after year, and how much he's improved his game in different aspects, especially has since he's been older. So, for sure. All right, next up, Nikola Jokic. Oh, this is this awesome. is the best player in the NBA. Yep, the actual best player. This is, Steph's this in the conversation. Is an as well. Steph's in the conversation. Jokic ends the conversation. He's number one right now. A hundred percent. Listen, two two MVPs in three years, coming off of a Finals MVP, a championship. We all have Jokic rising up our all time list. He's a hundred percent S tier yeah, superstar. Exactly. He's in, he's in the middle of an all time peak right now, and we're seeing it continue in real time. You got to give him the recognition. Facts. Next up, Joel Embiid. He's not S tier. Can't be. He can't. He can't be. He I don't think he's in my either. opinion. He yeah, he can't be A tier either. Really? Okay. I mean, MVP season. He deserves to be you like above average yeah. for a superstar. But you know, he's never succeeded in the playoffs. Not once. Not once is crazy. That, we that, are, that means a lot. I'm cool with. It. I'm cool with it. We've because this is consistent. We've established that that was a Mickey Mouse MVP. <laughs> and so I'm I'm good having him at C in this tier list. Even if you think it's a very well deserved, like super respectable MVP, literally every year fails in the playoffs because his body can't hold up, because he chokes, whatever reason it is. Until we see him do something productive in the playoffs, he can't be higher than Z. Exactly. That's fair. Shout out to Joel though. Everything against <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up, Luka Doncic. This is okay. Hard. He might be A. We'll go. Ah, we'll go B. It's listen, tough. listen. The Mavs they got Kyrie and they started losing more games last year, which is <laughs> insane, <laughs> right? On paper, it's crazy. Exactly. All the other guys in the S and A tier, they are like the cream of the crop. Lucas still has a little bit left to prove, so I'll put him at B for now. Yeah, he's not. He's not there just yet. He's one of the few players where you can put him around shit, and he'll somehow still be an okay team. That's just the nature of his game. So he should be no lower than B. And also, he's had plenty. Of fantastic playoff moments, so you know what I'm saying that for lands sure. him at B for sure. Yeah, and and we all know he has talent to probably hit S eventually. We're just kind of waiting for the accomplishments to match that. Exactly, 100. percent Next up, Devin Booker. He was an MVP convos a couple years ago, so or like but that's two not an MVP. Ago, so we can't but that's forget. not an MVP. <laughs> this this guy might though. deserve to be third place as an MVP convos. <laughs> so Listen. should he be in C? Because that's the range I'm kind of feeling. No, ain't no way in hell he's. In I don't think so. He's Ooh. put. He's made deeper runs than Joel Embiid. What that's yeah. worth. Yeah. He's also gotten blown out 
every single time that he's on the, on the cusp, if they are in a, a hmm. if they are in a knockout game, you can count on Devin Booker and the Suns to lose by twenty five or more. <laughs> True. We're going D. Damn. I'm going D. Listen, he's like the tenth or eleventh best player in the league. He's barely a superstar, so I I, I think D is fine. B is so kind. B is D is kind of crazy to me. I'm not gonna lie, but I mean, we're, ranking, we're ranking him against other superstars, though. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah, not like he's standing in the league. It's, yeah, compared to the cream of the crop. I think sometimes he deserves to be the cream of the crop. Oh. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. I mean, like, <laughs> listen, when he's on, yeah, but, like, again, you're losing by 25 every time it's an elimination game, so step up. <laughs> Lose by single digits, and you can be C. Yeah, <laughs> but at the same time, that's, like, every literally everyone around him is not like he completely shits the bed like Joel Embiid. He actually <laughs> rises. He tends to rise to the occasion more often than not. We can agree to yeah. that. So, For sure. you know, like him covering up a lot of his holes too in his game and improving in a lot of those weak areas. I don't know. I feel like he deserves C. He deserves C at minimum. But I digress. We can do D. <laughs> I digress. Good word. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Also oh, S. Also S tier. Yep, Listen. he, he finished with him. Curry and Jokic are the best three players in the league. In whatever order you want, facts. Yeah, it's it's simple. We, we don't even have to talk about it like that. Exactly, it's Giannis. Everybody, everybody respects Giannis at this point of his career. He's him. Next up, Paul George. Also oh D tier. What? D tier. He yes, should be also. F. He should be F. Oh, okay. I love him. Okay. But he should be F. He's not cool. on the same level as D Book. Cool. Sure not. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't got to tell me twice. Okay. <laughs> him being consistently hurt over the last few years sets him back, not seeing any type of success. The stats are not like that either. So it's like, what has he done to be in the same range as someone like Devin Booker, Joel Embiid? You know what I'm saying? Who's, who's I mean, he finished third in MVP voting a couple years ago. That was like 2018, bro. What? Five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, that was a decade ago. <laughs> that was two presidents ago. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Holy shit. Yeah, nah. Uh-uh. He don't deserve that for sure. Yeah, I he, love I mean, him you, could, you could argue he's not really a superstar. So I guess that means you gotta be F. Yeah, he's not a superstar in my opinion. Yeah, I'm good with that. Okay. Next up, Kevin Durant. I would say A tier. I don't I don't I don't A tier. Yeah, what has he done since he left the Warriors to be A tier? I mean, it's Kevin Durant, so I don't want to disrespect the talent. He's obviously one of the best players of all time. But current day, old man Kevin Durant that always gets hurt, that hasn't led his team to anything of significance since he left the Warriors, he the might only deserve thing. B these days. I mean, Kevin the- Durant is still, though, he's still one of the most malleable superstars in terms of you can put him anywhere. He's going to improve any offense. And you don't even have to like change anything that you're doing to fit him in. He's just going to go in, give you 30 on 50% shooting. It's, it's just going to be one of the most efficient bucket getters of all time. So I just, and he does, listen, he does have the rings. He has some finals MVP. So eh, no listen, one cares about we're, we're talking today no though. We're talking that. like current day this season. When it, talk, when it comes old. to thinking about Kevin Durant, like in, including today and also like we're what he had done over the last few years. Like, no, see. He's too far. The highlight of his career is being number one seed before it all imploded or looking nice for like 15 games with Kyrie and Harden. Like, that's <laughs> the consistency of his career. I don't... To me, he's a B. Listen, I don't blame him last year for losing to the Nuggets. They got outmatched by the best team in the league. He played up and down, but largely fine. 
The year before that, when he got curb stomped by the Celtics, Sweat. I blame him for that shit. That shit was not impressive. I think can't let that shit slide. I, okay. I think obviously he's S in his prime. A as of a few years ago. I think this year, what is he? Thirty six years old. He never plays full seasons anymore. Can't get to the rim. I think he's B. Okay. <laughs> listen, yeah, I, think listen, I, I was trying to give people respect. We're out here hating. My bad. My bad. I got. I have to step it up. Catch up. I have to step Catch it up. up. I know that's all. <laughs> All right, next up, Damian Lillard. F tier. Not playing. Nah. <laughs> uh, probably what B, like same level, maybe C. I'll probably say. I want to say C or B to be honest with you. Probably C though. I think C's a fair range. Like obviously, yeah. no one ever yeah. thinks he's gonna have any type of playoff success because he was in the pits of Portland, and then on he's <laughs> pits like, of Portland. <laughs> he's a great player. You know what I'm saying, but. He, is, he really has nothing to show for it. Over the last 10 years of his NBA career, what has changed? Absolutely nothing. He just grew a beard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not really his fault, because like I said, he was in those pits deep. But yeah. yeah, I mean, you can't put him on the same tier as KD, I don't think. I think KD's just a better player, even at his diminished age. Same thing with Luka. And B's also a better player, but he's out here for being a fraud in the playoffs. I think C works. Yeah, C's perfect range right, for him. I'm no one that. has ever had those type of expectations for Dame, sadly. Yeah. All right, next up. LeBron James. This is hard. LeBron, LeBron is is even even right now. And I don't care what anything like what I don't care what he looks like this year. He's above S. He's in a different category of superstar. <laughs> he's, <a goat-tier. laughs> he's in a different tier. So let's put him in S and let's just keep it moving. Like I I'm okay. Wow. So, and realistically it's just it's just different. It's just different. <laughs> Outside of the he's the GOAT. He can't be S. He's not a top three player in the league. Yeah. Can he still be A? That's the conversation. Is he? Would you rather have him? Playoffs come around. Would you rather have him than Luka Doncic? When he's healthy, yeah. absolutely. Like that's that's the only, of course, pivot in the conversation. And when he's healthy, I would probably rather have him outside of maybe two or three players in the entire NBA. And those two or three players are in S tier. So I think yeah. A is like the perfect range for him, considering literally anything and everything he brings to the NBA court. And you know, I'm saying defense. He's not. A liability yeah. either. So. People are going to hate this because people are like, uh, after last playoffs when he was playing injured, clearly, people were like so quick to be like, oh, he's done. He might be he's not even a top 10 player anymore. And sure, the injuries have become an issue. Maybe they'll keep happening. Maybe we'll see this year that he just can't stay healthy anymore. Maybe he's on KD time where I'm saying he can't play a full season. But when he's healthy, we all still know that he is S tier level good. So I, I think A is fair by giving him credit without too much credit. That's that's fair because I'm on I'm on both sides of that argument. I do think that <laughs> I do think that like he can't play a full season and that like that expectation is done. But if we come to a seven game series and everybody's healthy, I would trust him as much as I do Steph, Giannis, and Jokic. Yeah. So that like that's that's why like if we're and it's it's LeBron, so that's why I'm just like all right, let's just put him in this. But AC. Yeah. And it's hard because you're just you're getting credit off of like fucking aura vibes, but like yeah. It's LeBron. Like, it's hard to... You can't look past the intangibles with LeBron. You know what I mean? Exactly. All right. Next up, Jason Tatum. I'll go A. I'll go A. I Obviously, hmm. like... Listen, obviously, the championship is not there. But outside of... Honestly, runs I, there. out of everybody on this list, his team has consistently either been in the finals or the conference finals in each of, like, the last five years. Like, the consistent it's winning... True that he's been able to contribute to is 
you just don't see it a lot these days. So I'll give him that respect. I'll put him at A. I think and he's as probably more. It's probably besides Giannis the most consistent two way impact. Yeah, I can agree. The defense yeah. is always there on a consistent on a consistent basis. Of course, he's going to get you his routine twenty five to thirty a night, whatever way you <laughs> want to slice it. And I think he does. I think A is a perfect spot for him. Now at this point in his NBA career, people are waiting if he'll ever get to that upper echelon of the S tier. So, I don't know. We'll but at see. the same time. I don't feel like he's better than Luca. Yeah, you're. Oh, that is true. That like, is true. I definitely don't think he's better than Luca. I think. Damn. Well, Luca. Listen, but we know we've already said Luca has S tier talent, but he's in B because the wins have not followed. The wins have followed for Jason Tatum, so he gets that bump. But at that point, we're yeah. penalizing him for organizational issues, and I don't think true. that's right. I, I think mean, part, part of that, the, the part of that is all Luca, though. Like the difference here between Luca and Joel is they failed largely because of his inability to play at his level in the regular season. That's never been the issue with Luca. So I don't know if we can ding him in the same way we do Joel or something like that. Yeah, exactly. I honestly think we probably should move Luca to B now because I'm Bro, so they happy missed the play in. They but missed the play in. <laughs> Come on, we know it's not his fault. It's a new team. They added a dynamite and Kyrie into the mix. It didn't mesh for the first eleven games. We Bro, know that's nothing to do with Luca's the ability. Thunder, the They're relying on Dwight I, Powell. I what do you want that. him to do? <laughs> I understand that. The Thunder made the play-in as an under 500 team. You didn't even have to be 500 to make Listen. the play-in. And you missed it after getting Kyrie Irving. You can't Listen. be an A this year. Maybe you can you be that put, the All-Star break. Not right you now. You put Luca on that OKC team, take out Shea, and they're probably in the second round of the playoffs at minimum, bro. That team is great. Guess Listen, if if Chris Middleton doesn't get hurt, the Bucks win. If KD doesn't get hurt, the worst we could do is all day. What I know is that the Mavs didn't make the play-in after getting an all-star player. Yeah. You're saying getting but, an all-star player like it was a pro when clearly it was a negative for the time being because they couldn't mesh with that and like it just threw a dynamite into their team. So I don't necessarily think that's like a you should automatically be better with this. That's why they got worse. It wasn't because Luca. Not even better. Maintain. Maintain. <laughs> you literally got worse. You got worse. And it's y'all too. Like you guys should be able to win game. I just it's hard for me to see a lot of other teams with much less talent who are also under 500 make the play in and you are not able to do that. It's not about talent though. It's like if it was all about talent, then the fucking Lakers or Russell Westbrook would have went to the NBA Finals and shit. You know what I'm saying? But they just I mean, added the wrong type of piece I mean, immediately. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like... Okay, so here's the thing. Do we want to move Luka up or move Tatum down? We keep it as it is. What do you mean? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we moving? cannot be the no, same. We cannot moving? be the same. You think, I think, they you think Tatum be, is better than Luka? This way. That's what you're saying. No, you can, you I've told you that like I think that. Tatum is winning MVP this year. So for this season, yeah. See, the thing is, Luca is obviously better than Tatum. Uh, whatever, keep your MVPs take. It doesn't matter. Luca's obviously better than Tatum, but Tatum's also obviously better at winning with this current team he has than Luca is. So I think that puts him on the same tier. You know, each one gets a rung for each. So are Let's we putting put them Luka both in A or both in B? Let's put Luca up. Bump him up one. I think that's that probably makes it. But then. <laughs> I feel like we're doing KD a little wrong. <laughs> now you're disrespecting Kevin. 
<laughs> he deserves to get disrespected, bro. He's looking. For, he's going from super team to super team to super team, and you're still failing on a consistent basis. Now, some of that is not your fault. You old. You 36, pushing 37 with that goddamn hair. But at the same time, it's like, bro, like you're in control of your future. And you just haven't done. Luca's in control of every game no, that he no, plays. No, 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 no. <laughs> what are no, we he's talking not. about? You think he's, he holds the ball say, more than anybody. No, 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 he's in control no, no, of every no, single game. No, no, if you no. say that, if you say that KD has control of his entire situation, right? And you're not giving Luca the same thing. What are we like? Luca should not be on the. He shouldn't be on LeBron's level. And and we can skip Tatum. He shouldn't be on LeBron's level. So drop him back down. <laughs> I don't. I mean, LeBron's old. I don't know. I think it's fair. You cannot tell me that Luca has control when they fucking his wing pieces, his key wing pieces. Reggie Bullock out there getting thirty five minutes a night. That is sick. Are you kidding me, bro? <laughs> Luca would be blessed. A lot of young superstars, a lot of young stars mm-hmm. in the NBA mm-hmm. are jealous of what Tatum has and what the Celtics have built <laughs> on a consistent basis, bro. He ain't had that opportunity. Just it's take Luca off the board. We're, he's TBD. <laughs> he, he's TBD. We don't know yet. I think we're out voting you, Donovan. I think Luca's A. This <laughs> is terrible. Is. There we go. Let's do it. This is awful. Last one, Anthony Davis. Solid B tier. B tier, okay. Yeah. I mean, Embiid... Passed him up. He's in the MVP conversations every year. I don't care about that. And B fails in the in the playoffs every every single year. But he year. also fails as the one option. And Anthony Davis gets to play with LeBron James. <laughs> I, oh, I, I don't care. He he fails. They're both uh, very similar. Like they're both brittle. <sighs> I think Anthony Davis has to be C at best. I think. I think C is the perfect range for him. He's the only one here with the luxury of being the second option besides yeah. Booker now, I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think C is a perfect place for all the wild inconsistencies, whether it be your organization is too damn wild and you have no expectations or it's just like you're that volatile as a player for X I mean, he's also the reason, second so. best defender on this list, though. So, like... Second? Uh, uh, I guess you have Giannis. Yeah, yeah. Him. Arguably the first. Him and Giannis are neck and neck as, like, two of the best I mean, defenders in the league. That's what I'm saying. So... The the Embiid playoff failures is just it really stinks it up. And we the only reason why he's at C is because he got that MVP, which we all have agreed is like probably should have went to Jokic. And so if we're just looking at like last year and even what we're projecting for this year, I think Anthony Davis might be on a different level than Embiid. No, uh, come on. I can't no, get with that. I can't get right with that. I want to, He's but that's just no, you're being a little bit Lulu with that. You're being that Lulu with that. Me. I care a little bit. <laughs> I don't care a ton. I care, I care a little bit though. Think think of, think about what think about everything that we're saying right now. Joel and B okay. averaged like 30 and 10 last year. Had a whole bunch of like in and out stuff with Maxi, with Harden, all of that. And he is one of the rare people in NBA history that makes you not care about the MVP award is literally the <laughs> best player in the league for that year. And because he got it, you're like, nah, like it just doesn't, it doesn't mean as much. <laughs> That's true. He's doing that. That's because of him. Needless to say, I think Anthony Davis has to be C at best. Just, yeah, you he hasn't done it as a one option. Yeah, that, that means a lot. I can't believe you're having that conversation, Donovan. That's so crazy to me. How, the, I'm, the, the, I'm, find so ways to hate I'm so low. I'm so low. So deep. I'm, First of all, I told you guys 
I listen. I came in. I started slow. I didn't know we were hating like that. I had to ramp it up. <laughs> <laughs> I just stepped on my game. You guys inspired uh, me, so thank you. I think this, right, this is pretty perfect. That's the tier list. I don't know why we put Paul George on here. Looking back, <laughs> we just should have put Paul George on the list. Uh, Kawhi should have been saying. on here. I forgot. I forgot to put Kawhi. So comments. I just forgot about Kawhi Leonard. It's the only reason that on here. <laughs> uh, he's not a superstar. Oh my god. Whatever, man. There it is. <laughs> we can move on to the next video. We've got a few more left in us before we get out of here. Next thing we're going to do, run back an old topic we've done a million times. Old versus new. This time, we're going to talk about some shooting guards. So, real simple. Which NBA shooting guard is better, old or new? First off, Devin Booker versus Vince Carter. Listen, Vince Carter, he has all the highlights. He's not He's not Devin Booker. He's not the score that Devin Booker was. I I have to I have to give D book his respect. Yeah, I agree. Vince Carter is one of the most talented players that accomplished basically nothing as a one option. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> well, look, it's that a, is that is some impressive feat to reach. You're one of the best in the league, but you've done absolutely nothing. That's so hard to do, but that's the predicament he was in, bro. That's the <laughs> that that is the Joel Embiid recipe. <laughs> one of the best hasn't done anything. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and yeah. listen, it's not like Devin Booker's been out here winning rings either, but I think you know production for production, they're close enough. Devin Booker's did have the, Devin Booker did have the finals run, which I think was impressive for his age. I'm comfortable giving him the nod, especially when we think that he's going to keep getting better. Yeah, exactly. Agreed. Thanks. Love it. Vince Carter wasn't on those Nets teams that made the finals, was he? I, I don't think I so. Remember. Off the top of my head, am I talking out of my Dang. ass? Did he make the finals? I think he did though. Look look at us casuals. I know. <laughs> I just remember like am I talking <laughs> on my ass? <laughs> That'd be hilarious if he did. I'm pretty sure he did. Let me see. Let's see. Did Vince Carter make a finals team? No, he didn't. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> we know ball. ball. We know ball. <laughs> All right, next up. Donovan Mitchell versus Manu Ginobili. Oh man, this is so interesting. Manu was so impactful for the limited role that he was yeah. given, and he was the best at what he was asked to do. You know what I'm saying? And Donovan Mitchell, I don't think he has been the best at what he's been asked to do. But what he's been asked to do was so much harder to do. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So and Manu like, could have did more if he wasn't gonna. Be, and Manu easily could have stepped up and had a bigger role too if he wanted to chase numbers. So I don't know. I'm going. Yeah. I'm going, Manu. I know that the stats are going to say D. Mitch. The athleticism is going to say D. Mitch and all that. But like you guys said, Manu, Manu purposely went to the bench to do what the team needed, right? To help to help the team out. If he wanted to, and if he was in another situation, he could have easily put up some some of the numbers comparable to what D. Mitch is doing. I'm, yeah. I'm giving he, he could have been an all star all the time too if he wanted to. If that was his goal, individual production, he could have found that somewhere. But he's yeah. a winner. <laughs> That's so crazy to say. Now, Donovan Mitchell, I feel like if Donovan Mitchell didn't go out as sad as he did last season, then we probably have slightly different conversations if they at least make the second round or wait. Yeah, if they at least make the second round, then, you know, what I'm saying we're having different conversations. But uh, yeah, I think I, I might have to roll with Manu. It feels kind of wrong, though. Donovan's fantastic. He is great. So is Manu. I'm going Manu. It's it should be mine. Fuck yeah. Donovan. He, he deserves that, that respect. <laughs> <laughs> just, just a wild straight, like we're, we're being wild, wild respectful. <laughs> All right, next up, we got 
Prime Harden versus Prime Tracy McGrady. Ooh, this is Prime Harden. As much as we don't like Harden, yo, Prime Harden is genuinely one of the best offensive players of all time. Speak for yourself. I love Prime Harden. (laughs) 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 I'm picking him easily. Give me the guy who's not only one of the best scorers of all time in the regular season. I chose my words carefully. But also, one of the best passers at the same time. That's such a rare combination. I think it's him easily. On an actual NBA floor, give me Prime Harden. On a 2K <laughs> floor, give me Tracy McGrady. I can score 60 <laughs> with Tracy McGrady like that. <laughs> I'll take team back. Tracy McGrady can do it in 2K. Harden was doing that every other night in 2018. Facts, Just bro. Cheating. Putting a, what, 36? <laughs> Crazy as hell. That man had multiple 50-point triple doubles in like a month-long span. It was ridiculous. As was if cheating. that was normal, bro. The whole time. God, that's insane. We were so desensitized to it. <laughs> He legitimately broke the NBA. Yeah, our perception of points and assists were just completely out the door because of James Harden. Yeah, exactly. I never seen T-Mac bend and break all the rules and have the NBA literally force rules into the game. I don't know. Oh, the fouling stuff? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Forgot about that. (laughs) All right. Next up, Anthony Edwards versus Ray Allen. This is tough because this is two very like. It ain't no tough. Get that bald ass head off of my screen. Give me Anthony Edwards. That is not tough. That is not tough. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, I mean, Jesus Shuttleworth was pretty nice. Ray Allen was great. So think about this. Projecting Anthony Edwards for the by the end of this year, will he have passed up Prime Ray Allen? I think it's very possible. We got very see. possible, but we got to see it. I think Ray Allen maybe gets the maybe Ray Allen still gets the nod, but. I won't be shocked if another deep playoff run from Edwards. We, well, I said another like he's done it before, <laughs> but I won't be shocked if a, if a deep playoff run from Edwards convinces me that he's better than Ray. Yeah, I can. Agree I'll, to I'll go. Ah, uh, this is tough. You know, I'll go Ant. I'll go Ant. Already? Uh, I don't know. You can't w- see Ant until w- someone just, who's No, I'm who- like not already, but I am projecting, and I do like believe yeah. in him, and I do think that that's gonna happen eventually. Maybe not like this year for the deep playoff run, but. He's go- he's gonna make a conference finals eventually. He's gonna get to the to the finals. Maybe I agree. I don't want to project though because <laughs> exactly. Ray a, Allen is literally solidified projection. into one of the great into into the history of the NBA and multiple Fact. facets. Whether it be the but shot that he made back option, in twenty thirteen, you know option. what I'm saying? Yeah, and then doing what he did in Boston and just being one of third the greatest option. shooters of all time. But young Ray was probably as good as Ant was last year. Ant wasn't like already top ten player level. I, th- I think Ray deserves it for now. Yeah, let's do it, Ray. Shout out to Ray Allen, man. Shout out, Ray. <laughs> All right, <laughs> next video we got. I'm going to name two NBA players, and you guys are going to have to tell me who you think is going to score more points this season. You know, we're, we're guessing who's going to have the higher average by the end of the year. Higher PPG? This is my bag. <laughs> <laughs> Your bag is points per game? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your points per game. This is, a cra- crazy. This is a, that, that is like peak crayon eater, how-to basketball guide. <laughs> How to indulge in basketball. You don't look at... So listen, I, I can read basketball reference like real that. good. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. Just go on to points per game. Who averaged more? You don't need basketball reference. If you're a crayon eater, you just go. You just look at Google. Nice. <laughs> 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 All right. So... Which NBA player is going to average more points per game this year? Shea Gildas Alexander or Luka Doncic? Ooh, this is tough. I'm going Luka just because it's him and Kyrie that are scoring the ball on that team. <laughs> Shea, there's a, they have a lot of other options. We think Giddy's making a jump. Chet's going to score a little bit. J-Dub's going to score. Luka's going to need to score for the Mavericks to be good. <laughs> so I'll take him. 
Facts. Maybe maybe Kyrie's taking some touches. Maybe he's going to score. He's not going to hit that 34 points per game mark with the Kyrie there. They'll both average nah. 34. Nah, man. They got <laughs> to make, make up for Derek Lively, Grant Hill, and all the just <laughs> meh that they have around there, bro. Shea has there is a lot Chet of non-threats out there on the court with him. Yeah, exactly. And Shea has so many threats around him. Josh Giddy's going to give you anywhere from 15 to 18 points per game. Lou Dorsey, pencil him in for a solid 8 to 10 points. And then Chet will give Dorsey. you 15. Yeah, p- pencil <laughs> I don't know why I mentioned Lou before. J-Dub, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think J-Dub's going to take like a star leap this year. So that maybe, that, maybe that'll slow down Shea's production a little bit. Pencil yeah. in, 17 points for J-Dub. <laughs> All right, Luka Doncic it is. Next one, Anthony Edwards or Anthony Davis? I gotta go with healthy Ant. cat. I ha- I have to go. I have to go with with the number one option on a team and someone who's just better from the perimeter and is gonna is gonna take more threes, have more opportunities to be like the number one scorer every single night. I, it's kind of easy for me. I don't know, man. Darvin Ham said he wants Anthony De- Anthony Edwards shooting or Anthony Davis shooting six threes a game. He won't want that once he sees the percentages. <laughs> listen, man, he averaged 26 last year. LeBron's only getting older. He's only going to want AD to carry more and more of a load. I don't think it's crazy to think he's going to average 26 again. Do we think Anthony Edwards is a lock for 27 or more? Yeah. <sighs> is yeah. it? That's hard. I don't I know. I, I, mean, listen, don't know I, know, I know it's hard, but like. I, Full season of cat. Oh, damn. I forgot about that. Yeah, I'll take AD. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it it's just, and it's Man, not even about cat I just like memory. no I just like forgot about like the, the space yeah he missed stuff. a lot of time last year yeah yeah that's true okay. yeah let's go ahead I, and Anthony, go I think there. Anthony Davis is the safer pick but I it's, it won't be shocking at all if Anthony Edwards comes out and averages 28 or something yeah pencil me for AD I think Edwards has a higher ceiling I'll say that agreed yeah he could if he put up 31 that would literally shock nobody not even a little bit alright next up Steph Curry or Kevin Durant Ooh, this Ooh. is pretty easy in Tough my one. opinion. Is it? This is pretty easy, yeah, because Curry has like nobody. Well, I don't want to say nobody on his team, but this team is definitely going to be more reliant on him than the Warriors or than the Suns will be reliant on KD as a score specifically. You know, mm-hmm. they're going to rely on KD for all the ball handling duties or for a lot of it compared to, you know, what I'm saying what they're going to rely on Steph for. You know, they have CP there, so I think he's gonna. They're going to try to use him more as a bucket getter a little bit. It'll just make sense. Uh, yeah. Uh, actually, not. Nah, I disagree. I'm going with Steph. Say, okay. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going with Steph. Steph, like they, the the words are going to need him. They're going to need Steph to to be a scorer, like per usual. And then especially now that like CP three's there instead of Jordan Poole, CP three is very yeah. pass pass first, facilitating yeah. first. Steph is Steph's getting them shots up this year. Facts. Yeah. And it, can KD average thirty with Beal and Booker both getting their twenty five plus? <laughs> I don't. That's it's hard. Mm-hmm. That's it's hard to hold that many high high level scores to continue to get their normal averages. Not, not having Jordan yeah, Poole team look you off anytime does a lot. <laughs> it does a lot, bro. <laughs> right, Curry, it is. Speaking of the devil, Jordan Poole or John Morant. <laughs> it's probably gonna be it's probably gonna be Ja though. Probably Aver- ja? average average more points. Yeah, it's gonna be Ja. I think listen, Jordan Poole in the same week that everyone was like, oh, he's gonna show everybody he scored 41 and three points. What happened the very next night? He's going fi- <laughs> he's going five or seventeen. He's gonna be so up and down that I think he's probably gonna average around like 
24, 25, somewhere around there. Once you try gets gets back into that mix, he's scoring 27 a night. It's gonna be it's gonna be his team, his offense, he's driving everything. I'm taking Ja. That's fair. I think yeah. It's gonna we're gonna need to see like an all-time great jump from Jordan Poole for him to be like the easily the right answer here. And yeah. I think he going the key for, going to, for 20 to 26 is hard. Yeah, and I think the key for him to that is to get to the rim a little bit more. And if you get to the rim, then you invite more contact. So if he can get his free throw percentages up or his free throw attempts up, then that might be a different conversation. And I might lean towards Jordan Poole averaging that nasty 28 points per game on 39% shooting from the field. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, next one. Nikola Jokic or Damian Lillard? Ooh. Normally Lillard got it, but second option. I think I'm going to still take Dame. I think I'm going to still take Dame, though. This is going to be... They're running the offense through them, too. He's going to be as wide open as... Well, is he going to be as wide open as he's ever been? Maybe. I don't know. He's going to be mad efficient, though. That is what I'm banking on. I'm banking on the efficiency for for Dame. And so even in the second row, I think he's still going to score a lot. I think Dame is probably going to take a little bit less shots because of the attention that he'll garner, even though he'll be more wide open. I think, yes, his efficiency will jump, but those attempts will go a little bit down. So I might lean toward Jokic, to be honest with you. I'll go Dame, but just barely. I think Jokic is going to have like a really strong scoring season. From everything you've heard in the preseason, it seems like he's going to come out like... I just got the vibe he's going to come out more scoring-oriented than he usually does. So I, I think it'll be like 26.5 for Jokic and like... 27.5 for Dame. That wouldn't shock me either. Yeah. I think if anything, Giannis's <clears throat> average has come down a little bit too, not just Dame's. I think they'll both average like 28 instead of over 30. Mm. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. And I mean, if Jokic was to, you know what I'm saying, score a solid 26 and a half or 25, then expect the dead Jamal Murray, like official all-star leap coming. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, exactly. You know what's right, One more. Jason Tatum or Giannis Antetokounmpo? I'm I'm taking Tatum. Giannis. Woo! I'm taking Tatum. Tatum? Ooh, I, think, decision. I think Tatum has a chance to win the scoring title this year. Yeah. Interesting. But so he, he has, got more offensive weapons and you think he's going to score more points? Yeah. What? I think, <laughs> I think, that's, I think <laughs> that's backwards thinking right It's going to be easy. It's <laughs> going to be too thinking. easy for Jason Tatum. Embiid's now you're playing a plumber is when they trade James Harden for a bag of chips. I think Embiid might score 35 a night. <laughs> I think I think Tatum has a, has a legitimate chance to be up there though, so I'm I'm all in on Tatum this year. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> I think he has a chance, but you have Drew Holiday who can easily give you whenever from he, he could easily give them like 15 a night, and then Porzingis is gonna look white man in that green jersey. You already know what happens. Plus 10 attributes across Super the board. Saiyan. He's not missing, so it's like. <laughs> I might lean towards Luca. Like outside of outside of Dame, Middleton, and Brooke Lopez, he doesn't have to pass it out necessarily to anyone else. And I think he's gonna eat so much. So <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna go towards Giannis. Nice. Well, that's the last one. We're done here. The episode's over. Mo, if people are still here, tell us what they should comment. What should they comment? Subscribe to Isaac Gutierrez, Donovan, your YouTube channel, and also me. <laughs> <laughs> yep, there you go. Subscribe to all of our personals. Don't comment that. Just do it. They should yeah. actually comment. Um, what should they comment? That is true. You got, hmm. Anybody got anything funny? We got to come something good. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, this comment. Wemby is actually God. Comment that. Wemby is actually God. 
Okay, let's <laughs> do it. Go. Dope. See y'all next time. Peace. All right, y'all.